This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Cow Corner Podcast. With me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Alberbury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do, man? Welcome to Cow Corner. So, welcome back to a much anticipated, much delayed episode five of the Cow Corner podcast. Welcome back, Hurley. Episode five already, who'd have thought it? <laughs> I know, mate. No sooner have we done the uh, preview, which seems, well, it seemed like yesterday, that we roll into June and we've just come off our first month of cricket and it's been an interesting month, to say the least. Yeah, there's been some interesting results, some shock results as far as I'm concerned, um, but we'll get on to that a bit later on. Tonight, we have two special guests with us. We have Oldbury's first 11 skipper, Jimmy Harrop. And none other than the man himself, Andy Harrison. Yes, welcome lads. So just in case anyone doesn't know who you are, why don't we introduce ourselves? So we'll start with the man on my left. Uh, hello, uh, Jimmy Harrop, first 11 skipper, well, when I want to be. Co-skipper. Um, Co-skipper, <laughs> co- yeah. Um, Corby can do the other half whenever I fancy playing in the twos and getting welcome to Division 5. Um, other than that, yeah. Looking forward to getting married this year as well, has it? Yeah, two weeks, two weeks in the stag do, um, and then that's my man on in front of me. He can, uh, he can sort the rest out. And we're all very much looking forward to the stag do. Oh yeah. <laughs> so finally, uh, the next person, just in case anyone doesn't know, a very shy and retiring young man, 
Um, <laughs> off you go. Uh, Andy Harrison, Andy Beef Harrison to be exact, is as I've known these days, due to my uh, weight. Um, I'm the uh, right, <laughs> right arm, medium slow opening bowler from Sentinel Cricket Club, uh, current evening league captain at Grasshoppers, and just a first class person I reckon, so yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> honest, not modest as always from Andy Harrison. Welcome to the podcast guys. Thank you very much. Episode 4 went down really well once again and we had over 400 plays once again so thank you so much to everyone who keeps listening it's um well, it's a real honor to keep getting as many plays as we're getting and hopefully we can continue to produce a podcast which you'll enjoy listening to and uh yeah we've had some interesting interesting feedback i mean one of my friends the other day was at work and he said to me hurley i could hear your voice and i was like what the hell someone what the hell's Hurley here? And then he turned around and he goes, and I realised someone was listening to your bloody podcast. <laughs> so we're getting, we're all over the place at the moment, but it's it's great. Um, the bat stickers have also been going down really well. Um, I've been seeing them As all As modelled by Tom Duddleston, I believe, on social media. Yeah. He, uh, who's, who's Tom Duddleston? Isn't it Pud? Pud. Pud. Oh, Pud one. Pud, Pud one. Pud thank you. Confusion if you call him Pud. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> So yeah, Pudder, Pudder uh, was the first well, first person to post it up, but I've seen quite a few uh, Cow Corner stickers going around. Um, some, Somebody scores some runs. Yeah. Jimmy Harrop's averaging about 30 with his uh, sticker <laughs> yeah. on his back. <laughs> James Lee, the reverse, uh, averaging about one since he's put his sticker well, he's on. He's had a good knock then, that's only because he got it on Sunday. I've seen it at first hand. I've seen it first hand. <laughs> Lee Pickford, also a happy recipient, and also the Workfield lads uh, got some uh, stickers because, uh, well... So Tom Boyd had his bat sticker yet? Uh, Tom he's Boyd... He's desperate for it. I think he has. I'm pretty sure... If he hasn't, I can get one. I'm pretty sure he is desperate for one, yeah. If you are, if you are desperate for one, uh, or just want one, just uh, if you play Albury, ask us for one, but also... Uh, just send us a message on Twitter, on Facebook, or send us a message if you don't want your friends to know. You can't have one. You not have one yet? No. Oh. I've got one in the house if you want. I've got one in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll get them sent out to you. Uh, we'll do it by post. We've also, Anything we actually had a request. A little bit bigger is welcome. This is the coolest <laughs> thing. We actually had a request from Barksby United, which are a cricket team in Leicestershire. And their whole cricket team want cow corner bat stickers, so I oh, I wow. posted them out yesterday. Have they heard about Andy Harrison's so ton? So we have. They have heard about Andy Harrison's ton, and uh, <laughs> that's yeah. why they want one. <laughs> <laughs> the cow corner stickers are on their way to Leicestershire, which I think Excellent. is pretty damn cool. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, so enough with that. And what we're going to be going on tonight? Uh, we've got a really action-packed show for you tonight, guys. I really hope and girls. I hope you really enjoy it. So. It's been a while since we had the last one. We were supposed to be recording it last week, but due to the England-Pakistan game going about an hour and a half over, <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry. We didn't get it done. It was going to be total May, but it's going to have to be May with a little bit of June. Um, we have Aubrey been on tour, so we've got a little bit about that, um, including a couple special interviews. One with an Australian pro who we met out there, who was a great laugh, who... Uh, Got wound up by Corby and Borney, no end. <laughs> and one with the uh, Crystal Palace and Everton goalkeeper Nigel Martin. Yes. 
<laughs> Ex-Leeds United legend and ex-England goalkeeper, I would prefer to say, though. And uh, so we've got an interview with him. And also, I went down to Werfield and I met a few of the Werf Pack members. So we met up with um, some of the first-teamers, second-teamers, the third-team manager, and also the women's side. So and didn't you upset some court players while you were there? Yeah. <laughs> I did indeed. I did indeed. Very funny story. Uh, but I think we may get on to that um, <laughs> as we Fight get for, for some. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he would have been impressed. Definitely, definitely not him by the look of his no, face. I don't um, but we'll get on to that later. And <laughs> I'm sure if we're lucky, we will be getting part one of uh, Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Ton. Yes. Uh, which I'm sure we're all looking forward to. Along with all this, we've also got the usual roundup of everything that's been going on in the leagues, who we think have been the best players, who's been performing the best, um, what's been going on around the leagues, and also some of your feedback, along with some tour stories and all of the things that are coming up, along with um, some more great features, like Ask Andy, and Joss has got us a fantastic quiz teaser, which we'll be all looking forward to hear about. Uh, But... Enough with that, let's get on with the show and let's kick off with the Premier Division and Division 1. The Premier Division So we move on to the first of our divisions, which is the Premier Division. And, uh, well, I think it seems quite apt, Andy, to ask you, first of all, how has Sentinel been getting on this season? Uh, we've been uh, sort of up and down. We've uh, not had the greatest start. I wouldn't say it was the uh, best start we could have asked for, but I think we've, we're probably in the right position right now. We've lost some silly games, but probably deserve to lose them. With a lot of players out, mm. a few injured, a couple of suspensions early season that we won't really go on about. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we haven't really had everyone available. Craig Heath away for a month was a big loss. Mm. AJ's not um, been very well either. Yeah, poor AJ's not been not been well. So uh, missing me uh, strike partner, my partner in crime, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, we've uh, we've we've got a good win under our belt against Newport the last game last time out. So. Mm. We're probably hopefully back to winning ways now. Yeah, well, especially a win against Newport. That's a really good start, considering they're uh, well, they're, they're fourth, I think. Aren't yeah, they? they're yeah. fourth in the table, and uh, well, they're they're a team that are in and around. Well, technically in and around you. And my son Jeffrey having a really good start to the season mm. there for Newport, Joss. I believe he's averaging three hundred ninety-five, which isn't bad. He sure is. Right, two decimal places better than my average. At the and moment. if you want to know who gave him an average, it was Joseph Samuel Yap from Sentinel. Wow. First man to get him out. First really? ball as well. Yeah, I think Didn't take much of a look. Knocks, he's been out once, hasn't <laughs> yeah, he tried to put him out the park first ball, but uh, failed. Right. But yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic player. Decent, uh, decent guy, yeah. He's a fantastic yeah. player. Been around for a very long time, and yeah, every time I played him, he's looked uh, looked the part. Yeah, very well, good player. So as someone who would ne- probably, well, I will never play probably that that standard. Uh, I don't no, even know why no I said. Well, I never, I never minute, said no. I said probably. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Some of us turned up to Newtown, anyway. But uh, we'll get on to that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was available for selection. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. If you're uh, fit enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, what kind of a player is Jeffrey? He's a, a well, predominantly a batsman. Very, very good. Very skilled. 
Um, very hard to bowl at, actually. If I'd said out of the whole league, who's the toughest person to bowl at, he'd be the one. Mm. Gets himself outside off stump. Very, very good off his legs. He's got most shots, but he's he's very wristy and plays some beautiful shots. Mm. Good time with the ball. And patient as well. He's just, a, just an all-round good cricketer. Just mm. bowl a bit as well. He actually got me out, I think. Um, he bowls a bit. And yeah, he's just a very good... He's a good player to have around. You know I mean, they've got a lot of experience. They've got Downs, who just... He's on the money every game. Fantastic mm. bowler. Uh, and the likes of Gilly. I mean, still got it. Played mm. for Boma and Shrewsbury all them years. Mm. Um, you know, they've got, a, they've got a good side. Yeah, so... Moving back to yourself, how are you finding yourself this season? Kind of doing well, finding yourself in the top 10 for the wicket takers for Prem, finding yourself in 7th with 16. How, how do you feel your season started off? Yeah, pretty good. I think uh, obviously it can get a lot better, but uh, wickets have suited me start of the season, especially with the early rain we've had, early season. Pitches have had a bit more mm. green on them, so it's done a bit more. Mm. I do a lot off the pitch rather than swinging it. I don't swing it as much as I used to, so... Yeah, I think I've done I've done okay, fairly well. As long as I keep doing well for the team, I'm mm. happy. But, uh, you know, it can get better, and hopefully it will. Yeah, I want to so move up that table, but it uh, looks like the spinners are doing it at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, one of your main players this season, well, for me, I think it's going to be Craig Heath, and I think a lot of everything that you do kind of, well, you've got a very talented side, but he yeah. is the uh, star attraction. I call him the freak. He is a very, very, very good player. Um, just destroys teams and you can tell straight away when he comes in teams they they try and get him out early he, he does give you a chance early but if you don't get him out he's more more than likely going to go on he mm. can he can hit some big hundreds mm. who who would you say you would look at apart from Craig Heath in the uh, central side to kind of like chip in this season well who when we played we played Wem the other week um, mm. and one of the lads from Wem I recall saying Mal Serplett's still the best man in the league best uh, batsman in the league Mm. Uh, Mal's still absolutely class his fitness isn't as good as it used to be he's uh, uh, knocking on the door a bit now mm. um, but uh, yeah there's him there's, there's plenty of others I mean Joey App is more than capable with a bat mm. uh, George Cheshire has impressed me the most actually mm. this season very good young spinner but what he does at number 9, 10, 11 mm. he's just chipping in with some real good 20s and yeah, mm. he's really impressed me OK so outside of Sentinel who, uh, what, well let, we'll we'll leave the top four for now. Um, what teams have surprised you? Now, for, I think for many listeners, and well, for me myself, uh, it's been quite a surprise as to the how well the teams from the Birmingham League have been doing. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, to me, Wellington's a bit of a surprise that they're struggling as much as they are. I think they, mm. they finished bottom of Div 2, or mm. sorry, Div 1 in the Birmingham League last year, mm. so therefore ended up back in the Shropshire League. So clearly a very good, and they've got so many clubs. They've got mm. six six sides, is it? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I won't go into the politics. I must go on there, but um, I'm I'm surprised they're struggling as much as they are. You know, um, of course, at this early stage, having only played seven games, a lot depends on who you've already played. Yeah. You know, they may have played the strongest teams, and they not played the weaker ones. So mm. it's only once half the season's gone mm. that you really get a true reflection of of how clubs are doing. I think they are picking up. Mm. I'm I think sure they, they, they look like they're picking up and they have got some good players there they're very yeah. young they've got a young squad Yeah. Uh, obviously yeah. run by Wendell everyone mm. knows Wendell Wagner yeah. very good player um, and, and they've got young Dan Lloyd opening the bat as well yeah, and he's yeah. a very good cricketer so yeah. later in the season good pitches I do expect them to do a lot better yeah. mm. I don't think they'll go down I don't think they'll be where they are mm. currently mm. at the end of the season personally yeah. uh, Dan Lloyd's had a really good start to the season finding himself well actually 
in the top top five, you've got some really good young cricketers in yeah, there. Definitely. I mean, Matthew Batkin, who's fifth, who's place of Whitchurch, yeah. another tide who've come down. He he was someone we played not too long ago, Joss, when he played for Whitchurch twos, but then he mm. went off to Shifnal and then he's yeah. come back to yeah. Whitchurch now well, it's gone well. on. It'll be yeah. yeah, I think I've been speaking to a few people and the general consensus is these teams have taken this season as kind of one where they can rebuild yeah. and have started to blood the youth. Yeah. But yeah. What 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 would you put it down to? Do you think it's more to would you think it's more to do with blood in the youngsters, or do you reckon it's been early season pitches, or do you think it's just a bit of a, you know, a, a thinking that they make they could beat everyone, or what think, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, I think all all them lads, to be honest, in the top of the batting are all very capable. I mean, Ollie Jilks in there as well. Um, has got over two hundred runs. Um, he's a very young lad, very capable. Against stars, actually, because they got off to a hell of a start, uh, they posted two eighty. Mm. Um, he was down to bat nine. Mm. The week later, he opened the bat and scored ninety. Mm. So it just shows what they've got. Warfield to mm. do with youngsters and yeah. Cook scored a hundred. He looks uh, looks the the business and obviously Dan Lloyd up there definitely mm. uh, definitely some good youth in the league. Yeah, and, and yeah. going back to going back to the point again, what do you, what do you think of the main the key thing the key reason to why Whitchurch and Wellington aren't don't find themselves as high as most people thought they would be, really. Do you think it's to do with the pitches? I didn't know if they were missing a few against us, but they beat us with Church. They do have a very good bowling attack. Mm. Um, And they've got some good youngsters there. They're a a good side. But I think it's it's early season. You know, pitches I don't think have been fantastic this year, Mm. probably due to the weather. And uh, it's been very bowler-friendly. Um, so yeah, I, I do post, expect post, post the yeah. big scores at the minute. Isn't exactly, it? there's yeah. not a lot of big yeah, scores around. Any... I mean, Warfield two two eighty yeah. was was probably the biggest score in the in the mm. game, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah. when you talk about bowling, it's quite interesting. The, the leading wicket taker in the Prem is Jason Summers of All Scots, who are mm-hmm. bottom of the league. So he's he's obviously doing a a grand job in a team yeah. that's struggling, as we thought they might. Yeah. Mm. He's a very um, capable bowler, I mean, Jason. Carl Starling hasn't yet come off properly. I don't, I don't, has he recorded a big score yet? I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't. Well, from what I've seen, I don't think yeah. he has. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd obviously have to and check Jason, that. Jason got a six for on Saturday against um, Werfield. Yeah. Although they were beaten quite convincingly. Yeah. yeah. We'll move he's, on to he's definitely worth pack later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's very capable, Jason. Though I've played against mm. him a fair few times and. He's, he's very much on the money, and especially in draw cricket, 15 overs of him just bowling stump to stump. He'll, he'll take lots of wickets, definitely, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So, again, outside the top four, any any teams that are surprising you with like, well, how well or how badly they're doing? Well, underperforming, I think, I'd probably say, maybe. Cause... I mean, I, I don't really like to drop names, but, I mean, Ludlow, I turned up at Ludlow. We beat Ludlow away from home. Um, they've got um, Braithwaite there who's coaching and running the show, he's captain. Mm. Um, there are lots of good young players there, very, very good, very capable young players. And I said, mm. oh, this would be a tough uh, a tough game. And we, we did beat them, and they had a really bad start. But, mm. I mean, they're picking up a bit now, but I was very surprised with them. Mm. Maidley also, I mean, they've got some experience there. Um, uh, Prince, the spinner, he's been around for years, Lloydie. They've got mm. some cracking cricketers, you know. And if they come off on their day, they can post big totals. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're a good side, yeah. So, so for people who aren't as familiar with the Premier League, who are, who are your players that we should look, like, look out for? Who are the ones to watch, really? Um, 
I've got to say, the overseas players this year um, have looked very good. Uh, Wem's overseas, Raj Biswa, yeah. is uh, a very, very capable bat. Apparently, I've heard he's actually played in the IPL. Um, he? Yeah, he's very, very small, very hard to bowl at. Um, very, very, very good cricketer. Hit me for a massive six every week. Um, I'd like to say he joins um, an elusive club also the not many people do that yeah <laughs> the uh, the Warfield overseas as well he, he does look the business but, uh, yeah there's a few uh, there's, there's a lot of players that have really really impressed me so uh, but the the overseas from all the mm. clubs I think Bo Mahis overseas looks like he can hit a good ball as well mm. so I think they've all been great additions this year that really do bring a lot to the league yeah, I think it has been a bit tough on all Scott actually going back to them on that this season because it's well, it's, it's been stronger than it's ever been all the Shropshire leagues I think especially Division One wouldn't you say has it? Yeah, it's. I'd say it's it is strong, but there is a few results that are going against the the grain, as it was. But uh, they knew it was going to be a tough season, mm. getting promoted. So. All you can do is your your best. Uh, yeah, you know, they've got they've got you, capable you go players. All yeah. you do is go out and, and win the game. On their day, they can they can do anything. I I just say, personally, just don't get disheartened by it. Mm. They're they've all they've all been there. They've all done that. They've got experience, and on paper, mm. they're a side that could smack a quick fire three hundred. They just mm. they're one of them teams, and they will. They'll come again, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, and there's some decent fixtures coming up as well. Um, it'll be well, it'll be interesting to see what happens when uh, Whitchurch and Wem, well, Whitchurch and Wem fare off this this yeah. weekend. Um, hopefully, the podcast will have gone out by then. <laughs> uh, if not, well done <laughs> to whoever won. But no, yeah. Um, what are going to be the key fixtures? Do you reckon that are going to like decide? I think this year, Wem Warfield is without a doubt. Personally, or my personal opinion, will be one of them will be the winners mm. um, of the league. When so far, I think look as usual the strongest side. But mm. Warfield, they're very hungry, very aggressive team to play, mm. and have a lot of good players in their team. And I mean, God, they bat well. Both of them, I think, bat down to eleven. Really, mm. you, you know, that's that's the best uh, feature of each team. Really, yeah, uh, that's well. Funnily enough, I went down to Warfield uh, a few weeks ago now, and I went to try and catch their third eleven play, uh, but unfortunately that finished very quickly. And uh, I met up with a few of their uh, players and members, and we'll be putting them through the I'm one of throughout our members pod- as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we'll be putting them through the podcast. But we'll start off by hearing about what Joe Arnold and their overseas Michael Diakovo had to say about their start to the season. <laughs> Okay, so I'm here at Davenport Park, uh, a wonderful sunny, sunny Sunday afternoon, uh, joining the Worth Pack, where I had come to see the third eleven play, but um, it's all ended very quickly, <laughs> which has been kind of good because it's meant that I've been able to uh, stand outside and meet some of the uh, some of the characters at Worthfield, and I'm sat here with two of them right now. Uh, from the first team, we have Joe and Babs. So I'll let you introduce yourselves. I am Joe Arnold, playing the uh, playing in the first team for a few years now. Uh, Bought some left arm offies. Just full time piss taker, really. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself? Uh, Michael Diakovo, the overseas player from Australia, um, Melbourne. Um, play at St Kilda Cricket Club, but now I'm down at Wolfpack. So, yeah, yeah. 
bit of a battering ball. Oh, fantastic. So, <laughs> bit of a batsman. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit of a batsman. Uh, so, Michael, for people who did listen to the podcast, actually made our uh, initial uh, team of the month. Um, for the for April, which was only one game's worth, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see whether he gets in it for May. Uh, but yeah, uh, how are you finding life in Shropshire? Yeah, um, beautiful. Uh, come over, didn't expect a hell of a lot, um, but since I've been here, it's been it's been great. The, the boys um, at Warfield have been really inviting, and um, the beers are nice and cold. So yeah, the Shropshire League's not bad. Um, yeah, so enjoying it, really enjoying it. What would you say the main differences so far between the Shropshire League and uh, what you've faced in Australia? Um, I'll probably say just the grounds. The grounds are probably just a little bit smaller than what we play back home. Um, but the facilities are, are still still up there, which is good. But, yeah, that's about it, really. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yeah, by, by saying a little bit smaller, he turned up to Ludlow last week and said, how small is that straight? I was like, I was like you're worried about the side screen? And he goes, no, I'm worried about the houses over the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, how's, uh, how's Babs? Is he a good, good lad? Yeah, so we saw cross paths when we were in Australia because I went over for a season and he um, he played in the league above me the year before I went over. Um, and then we got in touch, the lad I live with got in touch with Babsy and he said, do you know any clubs that, in in England that you play for? And uh, luckily he got in touch with me and he was from there, he was just like, yeah, come over, live with us, do a bit of travelling. Go, well, he's picked a good year with the Ashes, can watch England pump Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how that practice match went like yesterday, <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. But no, yeah, it's, it's been a good laugh since he's come over. We've had some, we've had some fun, to be fair. And he's, he's obviously helping us out on the field a bit as well, so that's good. That's good. So apart from playing on a Saturday, what else do you have? What else involvement do you have with Warfield, if any? Yeah, so doing um, plenty of the junior work, um, helping out with coaching as well. Um, and yeah, obviously with uh, Thursday night training. Um, but yeah, really, really um, getting hands on, which is good. Really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Good. How are you finding these coaching sessions? Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all right. He's brought a bit of order to the... Um... To training rather than just rocking up and swinging a bat for a bit and then going down the pub he's actually put a bit of a schedule in and we actually all have solid bat now and we'll all go out and field together which is important i think so making it more professional in training then has a i guess an ongoing effect when you go into the game and you're all set up ready and that that counts for on saturday mornings as well when he's there a couple hours before the game starts setting drills up so i always think if you can start the game well and you're training well you're going to play well in the after anyway so we have Werfield having a well a flyer to, starting with a flyer to their season. Uh, find yourselves top of the table. Um, how much have you? How much would you say that is down to their new training regime? Oh yeah, it's definitely important. Like, I mean, when you've got all the boys together and you're training together and you're playing team and you're boozing together after games and after training, it's it's massive. Like, there's the atmosphere at the club this year has been fantastic. Like, we had a bit of an off year last year when there was like. I don't know, I just guess it was just a bit of a, it was almost a pointless year because of the leagues and stuff. And then to come back this year, we sort of like refreshed and renewed and it's a real good atmosphere. And I think that's rubbing off on yeah. how we're playing both teams on the, well, all three teams on the field. So no, it's been great. I think definitely off field is just, just important as on field stuff. So um, we're definitely enjoying ourselves down here and getting a few numbers back after the games and even especially if we're away. So we're doing well. 
um, especially off field. So <laughs> we're loving it. We're loving it. That's <laughs> the most important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most important part. Yeah. So yeah, as we said, you've had a fantastic start to the season. Um, who've been the key men in uh, your well, such a good start? Um, I think if you look at our top four, that's going to be people aren't going to want to be bowling out of top four all year, really. I mean, you got. Carl, with the acquisition of Carl late on was massive for us. Games play, even if he plays ten games this year, it's going to be super beneficial for us. Um, obviously, we've got Cookie and Babs in, which is strengthening that top order so much. So, with Cookie, Babs, Whitney, Carl, Jilks, Harvey, all all able to hit big scores, we've seen that already this season. That's been massive for us, which we haven't had in probably since I've been at the club. We haven't had a top order you can rely on to hit runs every week. And then for me, our strike bowlers, Ben Parker, he's He's grown up a bit, he's got stronger, he's got quicker, and he's now he's just... People are scared to face him, aren't they? Like, yeah. you bring him on if you're trying to bowl a team out, you'll bring him on, he'll bowl quick, he'll be nasty. He'll hurt a lot of shit people as well. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's, he's been top, and if we get... I mean, Ryan's quality with the ball, and he's not going to go for any runs, but when you need someone to take a wicket, Ben will just come in and bowl quick, and that's what he needs. From your impartial view, with it being your first season? Like yeah, um, for me... I think our batting lineup is pretty strong. Um, I back ourselves sort of just to make over 200 pretty much most games. Um, but for me, our biggest uh, key is Ben Parker, um, our strike bowler. Obviously, charging in the whole time and giving his all. It's uh, good to see a young kid have heart as much heart as he has. So, yeah, big wraps for him. Um, he's just got to focus and knuckle down as much as uh, anyone does at that young age. But um, yeah, he could, he could definitely do things. I'd say. Um, and then you got you know Ryan quality uh, Quani uh, quality ball uh, with the ball. So um, for me Ben Parker and then obviously Carl and Carl and Whitney and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're looking pretty good. We're looking strong. Yeah. So talk us through your starts this season so far. Um, played Wellington first game and we thought we were going to be up there, but obviously I think they're in a bit of an intermittent period where yeah. they're just like letting the youngsters through and giving. Opportunities. So, so in a few years they'll be real strong, but I think they're just giving themselves a chance this year to just rebuild, which is fair enough. Um, so we ended up chasing down about 180, which wasn't yeah. easy on that deck. You, you got a few, didn't you? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Babs and Carl got a few. Um, uh, second game we went to... No, we played at home against Whitchurch, another team from the Birmingham. We thought we had a real tough start, actually. A couple of teams have been relegated from the Birmingham League, but... We um, they were probably weren't as strong as we'd have thought, but I think they'll they'll have some they'll have a say on how the title race goes in terms of playing some teams and beating some big teams. I know they had a few lads missing when they played us, so I think they'll be pretty strong. Um, and then we went to Ludlow. It's never easy going to Ludlow. <laughs> got in and got out of there. Got they bowled them out for about eighty odd, and you got through a few again, didn't you? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then we we went we played Sentinel last week. Uh, solid bunch of lads, played some hard cricket. Yeah. Um, showed last week by all accounts I wasn't there, but apparently they played some pretty hard cricket, which you always do, so yeah. Yeah. it's good to get a win against them. And then yesterday we played Newport and Top of the Table Clash. Um, probably won't be yesterday when this is released, like, but um, <laughs> played Newport, and it was just, it's a shame they had a couple of lads missing because it could have been a top, top game if they'd have had the full team out because they'd have gone I think they'd have gone for it if they'd have had the full team yeah, definitely. out definitely. So, so they sort of did what they had to do to get a result but at the same time it's one of those when you, you're in that situation you just you're trying to get the last few wickets and it just gets a bit bit slow but 
No, yeah. So it's been a good start, to be fair. But it's only a start. It's, it's cliche, in it? But it's only a start. I mean, you can, yeah. you can go and lose three games in a row and you're out of the title race. So. Mm. Plenty of uh, improvement yet to, uh, yet to come from us, for mm. sure. Uh, what did you think of Sentinel's bowling attack? Um, yeah, it was it was decent. Um, their leg spinner, he, he bowled quite well. Uh, that pitch we played on it had some bounce and turn, so it helped um, helped him um, and their opening bottom. I'm no, not we're, sure not, we're not mentioning Andy but... Harrison at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not getting him a single ball absolute yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, it was, it was really good from them. They, obviously, they stuck around, had a beer with them, and yeah, yeah good bunch of lads. So, Did we'll... you hear about the Birmingham League 100? No, no, I There we go, Andy. No. Still got some work to do there, fella. <laughs> he'll, bring, he'll bring it up next time. <laughs> so, uh, what are the core fundamentals of the uh, Worth Pack? What makes a Worth Pack member? Oh, I think it's all, it's like a, it's quite an, uh, you've got to be there from, from training on a Thursday to absolutely ripping everyone in the group chat to being on a Saturday. You come here early. We all get here early on a Saturday. We have a chat about what's happened in the week. See if anyone's been out the night before. Probably shouldn't have been, but we we say that while we're drinking before we go now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about being part of the club in every aspect. Like coming down to watch three today, we get many as people down as we can to support everyone. So it's not all about how the first are getting on. It's about watching the juniors, cheering them on, supporting the little kids. If they're struggling at training, you see they're getting a bit of a rough time when you got some of the first teamers bumping them. <laughs> Just give them a pat on the shoulder. It's about getting around everyone, I think, and being a good clubman. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And uh, final question uh, before I let you go, and I go on to some of the second eleven players. Uh, where would you like to see yourself in an ideal world at the end of the season and for in the future? Um, I think it's there's no point like being around the bush. Like we we're in the league, we want to try and win the league. There's no yeah. point. There's no point saying that we're not. We want to try and win the league, and we think we've got the we've got the foundations to to make that push. But at the same time, if you don't go out and do it on a Saturday, it's pointless saying it. So we want to win the league, but with the likes of Newport, Wem, Quart, all up there, it's going to be a hard, hard long season. Yeah. So I think just keep the ball rolling, and um, obviously vibes are good right now. So like I said, keep the ball ball rolling, and um, yeah, we Enjoy only it. we only get to play who we play <laughs> on Saturdays. So yeah, we'll um, we'll come across that road when we go. So we're enjoying it. No worries. Well, thank you very much, guys, and uh, all the best for the rest of the season, and uh, hopefully see you both getting runs and wickets. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, so, very interesting, and it's quite interesting to see what they're saying about how with their training sessions and how they re they really feel as though the intensity's mm. gone up in their training this year from yeah. their new overseas and how that's helped them. Now, for a club like Albury, who we just turn up and chuck the ball to each other. Well, we uh, turn up at five to one, have a fag and get on with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're not doing too badly, I think. The for village. A, yeah, That's for the village. village. Yeah. Not the village. Not the village. Uh, talks about how, what, what, what difference you think the doing your warm up and how early you turn up, but also kind of what if what difference you've seen it's made to Warfield this season. I think Warfield have actually been like that the last few years. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, his name. I don't want to be rude, but they are, they have had a coach there the last few years, and mm. they're a really well drilled side. You get there, they are there, training straight away, um, and yeah, it's it's quite intimidating actually turning up at places when they're training like that. Mm. Um, we have our little training run through. We we do every week. Obviously, you've got to be warm for a game. 
especially the older players and big players like myself, got to look after our muscles. <laughs> but, um, muscles? But yeah. Muscles, yes. I do have muscles. Josh, They're efficient, eh? God knows where, but, you know, under this fat. Um, <laughs> what pie do you have first? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, they, they are intimidating the way they, they train. And obviously this Australian coming in, he's a very good player. Carl, I think, came in from Bridge North. Mm. Um, I, I think there's a couple of coinies are coming from Bridge North, actually. And they will bring, obviously, a Birmingham League look to it. Because, um, obviously, in that league, they will be getting there very early. Mm. Uh, to train and they will do a good session before they play mm. so yeah it's 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 quite impressive watching them to be fair yeah they well they've mentioned a few names i mean well you, you just look at the at the top batsmen and they've got one two cook diakovo or babs as they call yeah. him gilks uh, or jilks i don't know jilks, jilks uh quiney yeah. and then in the bowling they've got quiney parker who they said that they 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 were when I went there, they could not speak highly enough of Ben. Yeah, Park, yeah. he's he's bowling some good pace. He takes after his old man. Got a um, weekend as well. Yeah, he he looked he looked very aggressive. He's got plenty to say, which is what you want as a bowler. Um, if I was captain of them, I'd you know you want him fired up. He charges in and gives everything. And yeah, I was I was quite impressed with him actually. He's uh, he's very young. He's got a lot to learn, but phew, he's getting there already. So mm. yeah, very impressed with him. Yeah, any people you're surprised with by, like, you know, people who have stepped up to the plate, or have I asked that question? I have. Um, <laughs> so, with with the restructuring of the league, yep. um, and the way things are going, how do you think the teams are going to progress? Because obviously the winners go into a playoff, yeah. don't they, in for the Birmingham? How do you think? How do you think the teams will get on? Who who do you reckon will be in best placed, and what do you think the next steps would be if they were to get through? Um, By all accounts, the, the, is it Warwickshire, Worcestershire and Staffordshire? Yeah. And, and apparently they're all the much, yeah. much stronger than Shropshire. Um, so yeah. I'm told. Uh, I would say possibly they are. So they um, a real struggle for any of those teams. I think the way the way when the way Wem and Warfield are set up, I think they, they could, they'll have a good shout. On a day, they can beat anyone. Um, but it depends. It's a long season. We'll see. They, they might get better. They might improve. I mean, you look at the likes of... Uh, Cook from Warfield, he's come from mm. Wombourne, a few lads from Bridge North. They've all played there before. Mm. And I think experience playing in that league does help you. And way, it's yeah. it's an yeah. open playing field. If you play in a club you've not played before, the potential is you can turn up and they don't have a clue who you are. It could be uh, it could be a bit easier, actually. So mm. we'll, we'll soon find out, won't we? It'll be very interesting, though. It's a good restructured league. I think it's made the league stronger. Um and yeah, it's uh, definitely. It's, it'll it's, just take a couple of years, but yeah, well, in the loads of reasons to definitely. find find the right. Definitely, I agree with that. One hundred percent. Yeah. So whilst we've got you here, <coughs> hopefully we'll try and get you on more regularly, actually, Andy, because I think it's really good having someone. Well, he does who, only live next door. So. Yeah, so, and someone who with the uh, still driving knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> still driving. And uh, yeah, so who are you putting your neck on the line? Who 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 do you reckon your top three? I'd like to think we'll be third if we get in there. Um, no, uh, start of the season, I mean, I was hoping we were going to win it. But now looking at it, I think top three, I think Warfield are the keenest side. They are aggressive, good. I, I'd go with now I've played them, I'll probably go, I'll still go when, mm. top. I'll go Warfield and then I'm hoping we're going to be there and thereabouts end of the season. Mm. Um, I'd like to think we could still 
get higher, but it's uh, it's a long season and we'll see how it goes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'd say yeah, top three, yeah. And I think I think we're all all here in saying we wish all Scott the best of luck and hopefully hopefully pick up a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah, I, yeah. I, they'll 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 find games where they can they can win a game. Mm. You know, they will score runs, and uh, with some summers taking so many wickets, you know, mm. anything can happen. Mm. Only takes a good day. Well, Carl has taken you apart before, hasn't he? So I'm sure Carl's he can, hit me uh, for a double hundred before in the past. So you know, <laughs> I, I went air miles. <laughs> I was wicket keeper. I barely touched the ball. Oh yeah, it was a good day. That <laughs> you could bowl nineteen overs back then, and uh, yeah. And he took you for a I time. went a long way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second turning round, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the second turning round, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I got hit for one six, and I remember someone saying, that ball's gone from Grinsel to Shrewsbury. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's a me- very memorable day for me, that, yeah. Mm. Okay, so before we go on to Division 1, we're just going to do our first little feature. And uh, if it's all right with you, Andy, we can ask you a few questions in something we're going to call Ask Andy. It's Ask Andy, featuring the man with the Birmingham League time, Andrew Harrison, and your quiz master, James Hope. Okay, Andy, we're going to ask you some quickfire questions. We want some one-word answers. Are you ready? I am, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, here we go. Start the clock. Number one, toughest opponent. Web. Best play you've played with. With uh, Craig Heath. Best player you've played against? Uh, Raj Batia. Quickest bowl you faced? Oh. Gandeep Singh. Best batsman you've bowled against? Manny Singh. Best spinner? Tim Cliff. Best tees? Alberbury. Favourite ground? Couldn't. Favourite club? Couldn't. Describe these players in one word. Joey App. Legend. Craig Heath. Unbelievable. Don Bradburn. Bold. Dave Laird. Welsh. Graham Tro. Badly dressed. Jamie Martinder. Uh, Tinder. <laughs> Charlie Bourne. Absolute farmer. <laughs> Oliver Corbett. Smells. James Howard. <laughs> um... Worst cricketer I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with that. I'm so bad. Nick Broadbent. Old. Keith Yap. Dinosaur. Dave Anthony. Good lad. John Anthony. Maniac. John Ashton. Fight Club. And finally, favourite knock. 100. thank you Andy Harrison that's been Ask Andy Ask Andy is a cow corner production which will by no means be ever done again
Okay, so before we move on to the next part, we have Joss's quiz question, and I hear it's a bit of a good one, Joss. Well, not really. It was sprung on me about five minutes ago by you. I had no idea how to do this, but my question is, according to Play Cricket, uh, there are three clubs that feature two batsmen in the top ten run scorers of all time in the Shropshire League. Who are those three clubs? And who are the batsmen? Okay, so, time to get thinking. We'll probably give you a clue halfway through the programme, so make sure you're listening to the pod all the way through if you want to find out. And we'll give you the answer at the end. Still to come on the Cow Corner Podcast. We've got the breakdown of everything Division 1 with Overbreeze captain James Harrop and also Andy Harrison. We have our torture, including a special interview with Nigel Martin. We have the rest of divisions, including interviews with Werfield's Piers Roanhorst and Lewis Rollison, as well as more from Josh's quiz question, Werfield's third 11 and women's team. We also have part one of Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Tongue. So make sure you keep listening. Okay, so let's crack on with the rest of the show and division one. Division one. So now we've done all that. Now we move on to division one. And uh, yeah, so it's been an interesting start to the season with some interesting tracks due to weather. Some teams not being able to get on and we'll get on to that in a minute. And uh, yes, I think it's safe to say the division hasn't quite gone the way we thought it would, Joss. No. um, And fair play to Ponsby, who find themselves top of the league after seven games. They're absolutely flying, so well done to those boys. Um, quite a few shock results. You know, I think we all backed Shifnal to do well, Shrewsbury to do well, Bridgenall to do well, Shelton, Newtown. Newtown, quite surprisingly, fourth and bottom. I know they, they beat us um, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, they had, did have a... I think they started the season with minus 20, though, so yeah. that's, that's a little bit less reflection, I think. They, yeah, obviously, okay. then, they would be fourth. Yeah. Mm. With that, so. I I, th- I think Beacon have done really well considering Beacon. the start that they've had. Yeah, they had now cu- finding they started, themselves in fourth. They started with a couple of tough. Beacon are flying at the moment. They had a great result on Saturday against Frankton. Beat Frankton. Definitely. I have um, to say, Jack Doyle, who's he's yeah. got wickets, got a three four on Saturday. A nice guy as well. Plays was the ugliest fifty I'd seen though when he oh, played. Oh, don't go down that road, has <laughs> So I don't for think those you enjoyed it when I told him. his opinion are not necessarily those of this podcast. Yes, has, <laughs> for those. So Jack Doyle is very much a friend of the podcast, and he's is a very he? good lad Did and uh, very very That's good it. lad. And uh, um, I call him Gary because I think he looks a bit like Nathan Lyon, uh, but for some Why reason. Why call him Nathan then? <laughs> Ah, uh, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Um anyway, he uh went back to the pub after after scoring a what was a match winning fifty against us. Uh also Jamie Martindale and I would have um, said Jamie Martindale and uh, Dave Howard. Dave were better fifties. But they but Jack needed to build and at that time they needed someone to build and make a score and he did that and he needed runs. He was mm. short of runs and he said to me before the game that he felt that this was the game. He felt like he'd just adapted to English cricket there and then and uh 
And so it's proved he's gone on and scored runs since. And actually, also another so Grasshoppers player. Form again. Yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> Grasshoppers player who's doing really well, uh, Pablo Kumar Sahar. Yes, Pablo. He, he's fine, no, for Kun, fair play yeah. to him. He's, uh, I think he's averaging 43 or so. Fantastic mm. player. I'm not sure the other day. Fair play, good luck to Pablo. Mm. He's a great player, good Good run out machine as well. That's mm. running his teammates out, but he's uh, yeah, he's he a very good bat. run out, but for his own team. Always mm. been capable, Pavel. Always. Yeah. But now, yeah, going back to the original point that I was making is that, that it's good to see that Beacon, having started so poorly, are actually finding themselves in the top four. I think. Yeah. I think talking about before uh, talking about Doyle coming over and doing so well, mm. but Dave Howarth coming back yeah. and mm. getting fit to bowl it as makes well. A difference in the, it yeah. makes a hell of a difference in the yeah. team, really. And uh, mm. you know, they've got some some good good batsmen there, good all round team. Their bowling attack's very strong as well, isn't it? I think mm. Lee, Lee Pickford's doing doing oh, the stuff in this brilliant. Spin. Yeah, mm. coming on uh, tour with Mol- uh, Malta with grasshoppers, I think it's done a world of good. Mm. Chucking the gloves to Martin Dale and, and bowling instead yeah. of him. Definitely He's agree with that. Jim well. never kept wicket before, of course. Mm. <laughs> How many buys is it this season? Has it been many? Is he the top? It's about forty on mm. Sunday. Is he top? Is he of the well, chart? Or? Yeah, I think I think he looked top at of most buys conceded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think when you look at Beacon as well, they had a really tough start starting against Shelton and Shiftle, two teams who you think were the, were going to be there at the top. And to be honest, the tra- the pitches that we were playing on were well. It, at home anyway against Shelton was a dr- dreadful and uh, but then to pick up a win against Shrewsbury Twos who as mm. as they showed last week anyway uh, mm. can beat anyone if they've got yeah, the right yeah. side out and then again well then played they conceded against Werfield because right? it was too wet was it well that was uh, that was in the cup and the wor- I, I think that uh I, d- I can't remember. That was uh, oh, it was it was a, it was a slam, wasn't it? Slam yeah. game. Um and uh, yeah, then lost to Pontsbury, which well, Pontsbury They're flying, 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 but then yeah, picked up again with a winning draw against Alberbury, and uh, then beat Kund, which I guess to be honest isn't as big a shock as you would have said it would be at the beginning of the season, and then. A big shock for me, them, yeah. them beating Frank to the team yeah. who absolutely rolled your first 11, has it? Yeah, that was... When we played Frankton, I'd say the, the toss the toss was the difference. I couldn't win a toss at the time. Um, and I always thought you were a good tosser, Harry. Yeah. He then won the toss against Beacon. I know, it was a draw. It was a draw, was it? Yeah, yeah. Draw they didn't bowl us out. It was... <laughs> wasn't quite win lose at the time. So, no, no. Um, but no, they Frankton, um, they're overseas. Is um, Brent Duval. Brent Brent's He's scoring some runs? Yep, yep. Um, he looked. He did look good. Mm. Um, and Lammy's bowling well. Mm. So yeah, that's that was the difference on the day really. So against us, let's move on to the surprise package of the season so far. Um, in Ponsbury. Now you look at their, well, I'd say you'd look at their starting eleven. <laughs> Compared to other teams, would had, I don't know. It's a very good team, but I think they're strong. You know, they're strong. Would you would yeah. you say they're in? You're they're missing Mike Bellamore. Yeah, Doing Mike the, Bellamore not playing once is a, yeah. is a big loss. But I think they've got some good youngsters there. They've, 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 they've gelled. They've they have and, gelled and, big and, time. You, when you look at the bowling stats, they've got three mm. of the top six wicket yeah. takers. Yeah, they got um, Steve Wilson. Got nineteen. Mm. 
Matt Ramsey 15 and Matt Smart 14. By all accounts, I've been told that Matt Ramsey has been bowling exceptionally this season. Well, he missed, well, he yeah. missed, I've he been missed told half, he, is... he missed over half a season last year with a yeah. broken hand or mm. broken finger. Broken it? finger or broken hand. He did it against us, against Grasshoppers on an even league. Um, so obviously, no fun, that. him no. coming back. Yeah. Put your fingers away now, Josh. So we don't need to see yours. We were talking, <laughs> talking before about Ponsbury. Um, they got three lads here Matt Ramsey, is it the, the wicketkeeper Lewis? Mark Lewis, Smart Lewis and uh, Matt um, Smart are all best mates. And I think that does mm. make yeah, a big helps, difference helps, in cricket, yeah, yeah. you know, when they all play together. They play together the rocks, Yeah, mm. and we, we know Matt obviously from when he was a kid yeah. and he was, yeah. a, he was a good kid. And uh, yeah, he's, I mean, I tried to get him to play for Kund for mm. a season. And he, uh, yeah, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. Knows what he's doing with it. Yeah, and I guess you've got you've got you've got three lads there who are averaging in and around thirty. With Owen Owen Morris leading the way Very for runs with two hundred and two runs and high score of hundred and four. And then you have got Patrick Cudmore, Mark Lewis, uh, chipping in and Pud two scoring a few runs. Uh, I've heard there's a change of name there. Is there? Yeah, well, it's not a change of name. He's always been called Stress. Stress. And I've heard he had a strop at the weekend and didn't mm. actually feature in the game, but was actually walking around the boundary with myself. Ah. And I don't know what's he happened there. Hands. I don't know what's happened there, but, uh, yeah, he... Uh, he uh, Pud 2, let us know. Let us know what's going on we there, We want to know mate. what's going on there, yeah. Please. Do let us know, and it'd be interesting to see if... Uh, well, uh, well, I heard that Mike Bellamore made himself available, and... Well, he's a good player who should probably... Would, would you agree? He is a good player. He's playing against eight-year-olds. Would you say he's a good player? I, he is definitely a good player. I remember, <laughs> I remember him taking me apart a few years back and uh, knocking me the other side of the graveyard at Newtown um, back when I was 16, 17. Mm. I've, um, never, I've never played Mike. Uh, Mike. No. I've heard I've heard a lot of things. I've heard he's a very yeah. destructive batsman who yeah, can win he, your game he, from he's nothing. Doing to really yeah. well in Sunday Division One. Yeah, yeah. well he's le- he's leading the way in Sunday Division One, yeah. and he's playing well. He's playing with he's gone down to play with his with kids. His kid, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Good luck opening the batting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we've also got um, moving on there. We've got Shelton, who unsurprisingly find themselves in the top two. What? Which, to be honest, I think we predicted that at the beginning of yeah. the season, but. Yeah. Fell short at the weekend against. Well, they, were well, yeah, they were missing players. To be honest, they were missing a lot. Sam, Sam his brother, Stagdale, Ben Chambers. Yeah. yeah, they had a lot away. And uh, brother plays too, not he? That's mm. a that's a big loss. I was there at the weekend watching that game, and Pontsbury thoroughly deserved it. They did bat better than mm. Shelton. Shelton had a bit of a collapse, but Shelton still had the quality to do it. It's they a, still you know, have it's, the strength and depth, Shelton. Yeah, that's think, what I'm saying. Is they they've still again. got players who could. And congratulations to them getting a game on because yeah. not a lot of teams got a game on Saturday due to uh, rough conditions. Oh, I think we'll move on to that. Aren't yeah, we? and well, yeah. Congratulations to Sammy Griff. Actually, uh, I hope you enjoyed your stag do. Uh, we share a few mutual friends in Jason yeah. Floyd and Ben <laughs> Matthews and whatnot. And uh, I know you listen well, to the seen podcast. The photos. Seen the photos. <laughs> I've seen the photos. So, uh, there's a lot of vomiting going on. <laughs> see, so he's been looked after properly. So uh, yeah, hopefully what? you're doing it. And um, well, I can only hope that Hazard is just as good. But uh, yeah, moving back on to. Uh, game the game well senior slam the other day and some of the games on Saturday which Albury were well we played at Newtown not that Hazard would know um, and we well, funnily well, uh, well. 
That's we got not, ourselves uh, we got ourselves a, we got ourselves a game and mm-hmm. uh, to be fair they did they did a really good job of getting the game on and uh, it was a very good game played in the right spirit and even though we didn't have a a number of uh, first teamers uh, who funnily enough were available for the twos but uh, we won't go into that um, Joss has got his own uh, theory on that one haven't you Josser? Well, I was available for the ones. <laughs> and but, um, yeah, Hazard made himself available for the twos on the condition that he opened the batting and the bowling. No, no, but just ball, the, ball just is, the ball, batting. I didn't have to open the bowling. Bowling's got some equation about fast bowling and openers, and <laughs> didn't quite fancy Dave Laird and yeah, Dave Anthony, yeah. did he? Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a, no, it was a good game, and uh, Newtown ended up running out the victors. And uh, yeah, well done to Newtown. They they've got a very strong bowling attack, and yeah, like we well, like we said, they're going to be up there. And if Dave Laird can come off with the bat as well, and they've got a few other decent batsmen, you know, folks. I think it was and nine two folk folks. Yeah, they'll they'll do well. They've got a very good strong very side, good which we've we've already mentioned on the podcast, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Going back onto this, um, there has been a lot of debate that's been going around, and I thought it'd be quite interesting to bring it onto the podcast tonight. Um, cancellations. Do you, do we think that teams should be getting five points if they cancel if they cancel the game because of weather? Now, the reason I'm saying this is I I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit on the fence, um, and but also play a bit of devil's advocate. A team, a team say not necessarily doing as well. Would if they know that they can get a game cancelled, and they've got a team where they, you know, Albury, we could have quite easily refused. Well, we couldn't have refused really, but you know, didn't have the strongest side out against a very strong Newtown side. Weather's wet, you know. Five point. We could have we could have played the game and come out with less than five points. Do you think that? Having five five points for a cancellation due to the weather is the right thing to do. We'll start with you, Joss. Well, my first point is, I think ultimately it's down to the umpires, especially in the higher divisions. Mm. So you shouldn't be slating players mm. for making those decisions because it's down to the umpires. Mm. Um, as it was in Newtown, I believe. Yeah. In Newtown, no, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They make the decision ultimately. It's nothing to do with the players. So don't go saying... No, no, no. Well, we're not saying we're not saying anything no. about. I'm saying about the thing I want to know is: are we are we giving too many points to sides if there is a cancellation due to the weather? Should we should we reduce that number, or is five okay, Andy? I think start of the season rules are rules, and you have got to look at the rules and you have got to abide by the rules. And as mm. Joss made a great point a minute ago, the umpires call games off on mm. Saturday uh, at Sentinel, for example. Uh, the two captains got together and called the game off because half the track was wet. Mm. It's dangerous. Uh, it's yeah, a that's dangerous the track. health and safety yeah. these days. So, the umpires can yeah. get sued if a game yeah, exactly. goes ahead. First, first game and outfields are a big issue because yeah. if someone mm. breaks their leg, uh, officially, I, I've heard this around, umpires are liable. So yeah. Yeah. at the end of the day, they don't want to go through it. And, uh, and also, I mean, a lot of lower division games do get on mm. because they play anyhow. Mm. Especially ones that maybe don't have covers. Yeah, you know, so it's it's one of them. It's it, it's it's hard to hard to say five points is wrong because I think at the start of the season you know the crack, you know what it is. Yeah, five, and you can't you can't turn around and give some and then not give anyone any points for not playing. It you either have five points or I don't think you don't you don't have anything. Yeah. But then it. 
Which... if it's one of them weekends where half the teams do play and half the teams but, don't, but, but, would, oh, would, oh, would we, we oh. be? Would would you? There is an argument that you could, in theory, be penalising teams who do who who have got their pitch in a state to be able to play. And mm. especially in the lower divisions as well, where they don't necessarily, yeah. like we've mentioned, don't necessarily have the umpires. So if you're a side who has put the effort in to get a ground out, a gr- ground ready and fit to play, and you get a game on and you mm. get beaten and you come away with one, maybe two points, yeah, another could... side don't put that effort in mm. and realise who they're yeah, playing. They're, 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 not, they're obviously come away with 20 points. You could win that game. They're obviously not dedicated. You can kind of say you're not willing to put the game you you've got to get the game on at the end of the day yeah. we're playing cricket to get the game on that is the whole everyone point. wants to play cricket you yeah. don't want to turn up on a yeah. saturday yeah. and not play cricket yeah it doesn't happen does it i i genuinely believe that 99 percent of people that play cricket in the league want to play otherwise it wouldn't be playing. exactly no. exactly mm. yeah. okay it's 22 if, if, if it's 22 peeing, weeks of the season if it's peeing down with rain at one o'clock then you might think i'd rather be in the pub than watching the rain and waiting for someone to make a decision yeah then mm. yes that's fair enough but people do want to play cricket yeah, yeah. exactly it's a healthy sport. Get... We've, we've got probably 11 divisions whatever we've got in shropshire it's it's, it's huge there but, is the there is the you, whole point of travelling. Yeah, there's if, point of travelling an hour an hour and a half away yeah, from yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it doesn't look good. Mm. And yeah, there is that slim chance of only a slim chance of getting a game on, and you wait around for three hours. It is a long day, not mm. to get a game on. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah I, I, I get that. It, I get that. Yeah. But I mean, Peckham Farm, allegedly one of the dampest. Well, we had so many games called off in the last... We got two games on this weekend. Mm. And big shout-out to Mikey Corshaw, Preston Fletcher, everyone else that's involved with it with the the groundkeeping. I think Nick and a few others managed to get some stuff done Saturday morning. I think think also you've got to think about later in the season as well and pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can ruin a pitch. I mean, our Mm. third-team track was right next to our, um, our track and... It was underwater, and if, if you'd have been running on that all day, that's mm. their cricket finished. You've got mm. to think of other teams as well. That was the whole point. We got our, our first game of the season, I had to call off because the water had got underneath the pitch. It's first game of the season. There was no, the weather was, wasn't getting any better, yeah, the, the and it wasn't going to dry out. Mm. So there was no point in ruining many, a pitch. There weren't many games played that day, don't No, but there was no point in. But Beacon got on that get got on that day. Just and they say, played and they play. played. They Brilliant. they got on and they and they cried was a foot underwater. And they and they got I can't remember. I think one maybe two points in that game, and we didn't get our game on, and we ended up with five. And fair enough, they ended up higher. But imagine if it come the end of the season. Yeah. Come the end of the season, and if we were to stay up by those points, which we because we called it off, and it's no fault of our own. But I'm saying what. What what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, well, I mean, you can look at our second them. We were first game of the season. We were scheduled to play Monty seconds, who would have been a great fixture. Love Monty, brilliant. They're bottom of the league, so I'd like to think we'd got more than five points from that. Um, so disappointing, and there's a lot of luck involved with who you meant to play when it rains on damn weekends, you know. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's food for thought anyway, and. Um... We would love to continue this debate, but as you know, we've got lots to get on with. But feel free to send in your thoughts and opinions uh, 
tweet the Alberbury Cricket Club, uh, tweet or message us on Instagram if you're on Instagram and follow the Cricket Club or send us a message on the Facebook of Cow Corner or even comment on SoundCloud or even Sledge Me or Hazza when we're playing. They're the best ways to get in contact with us. Um, feel free to carry on reminding me throughout the season that I run a podcast. It doesn't stop getting original. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that and um, back on to uh, what's been going on. So we, we've mentioned about Ponsbury and Shelton and surprising to see, well, Schiffnall and Shrewsbury twos. In and around there, find themselves below Beacon. I don't think many would have predicted that before They've the start had a couple, of the season. Yeah. Couple of rain offs, haven't they? I think Shrewsbury's one of them where they'll turn up with good sides one week and weaker sides the next. They have uh, a different team at every week at the moment. But I must say, I saw them on Sunday turn up for the senior slam at Shelton, and they looked a they looked a very good outfit. And uh, when everyone's available, they'll beat teams, and they did beat Shelton, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're a team to look out for. When they have their first 11 out, they're a, they're a good side. Yeah, I heard that, well, Ed Barnard was available for Shrewsbury Ones, apparently, wasn't it, Joss? Yeah. They, they had um, they had an embarrassment of riches, I think, for their Ones, which obviously had a knock-on effect on their Twos. Um, I can't remember exactly who played for their Twos, but they certainly had some mm. regular first teamers playing for their Seconds. Yeah. So they, were, they were seriously strong, yeah. Well, and Shrewsbury have gone on and put up, well, put on wins against two of the best teams in the league in Shelton and Schiffnell, having lost to Newtown the week before and, well, beat Ellesmere the week before that and, well, and having lost to Beacon. So it goes to show that anyone can really beat anyone. Might be a blessing that we're in Budapest at the time then. Yeah, yeah, it could be. My bad, it could indeed. indeed. Maybe Ed Barnard will make an appearance in Division 1, eh? Whereas uh, (laughs) Schiffnell, they're, well, they've had had an interesting start. They they started with a very comprehensive win against Knocking, then uh, Beach Beacon as well, then had a cancellation. And then uh, from there, it's been a bit... Been a bit up and down, really. Losing to Newtown in a well, drawing to Newtown, and then another draw to Shelton, and then well, picking up a win against Bridge North Twos, and then finally again losing to Shrewsbury. It's been a been a bit, bit of an interesting start, but I think there'll be there'll be another one for availability, though, won't they? If, mm. if a few of the lads get called up to the first, I do know a few of the a few of the lads playing in the in the second team there, and they got a good team. They've got a mm. good side. Um, well, um, Mark Mark Bizzell, Bizzell. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. He's averaging thirty three. He scored one hundred and sixty nine runs so far. He's doing all right. I mean, with the bowling, you've got you've got the rank, the usual suspects for Schiffnall, really. But uh, yeah, it's uh, be interesting to see if they start picking up some more wickets with um, Calvin Priest. What's he on at the moment? He's on about eight, I think. Eight, yeah, eight wickets. Um, then uh, you've got Ewan Wentworth, who's doing all right. He's got seven. John T's John T. Uh, Mountford's a, a decent bowler. I remember facing him. He used to mm. have a, a yard of pace back in the day, but I don't know what he's doing at the moment. But he's only got seven wickets. But uh, I'm sure he'll. Uh, yeah, doesn't look like he's played that much, does he? Really, no. thirty-two overs. But yeah, uh, leading the way in the bowling is. Uh, the man himself, uh, Sammy, Sammy Griff, Griff. Um, leads the way despite being on a stag do. Econ, econ of 2.2. Um, he's 
right up there and uh, only Hugh Morris, Calvin Priest, well, <laughs> Calvin Priest, Simon Jones and Mr. S well, Mr. Cook, as Mr. I think Cook. They, uh, the Beacon lads call him. Cookie, wicket well, to wicket. Cookie. Um, up in the top four above Sammy Griff. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite a right, quite a decent group of bowlers there. Let's say Dominic Bradburn's in there as well. Mm. I'm pretty sure Dominic and uh, Simon Jones will be uh, pushing mm. pushing Sam for wickets as well. Uh, the Shelton boys, they've got a very very good bowling attack there. And it's quite nice to see that at the bottom there, uh, number fifteen. Uh, James Bird, who, to be honest, I he bowled exceptionally against uh, Newtown, and uh, last couple of weeks he's he's been fantastic. He's well. been he's been the number one bowler really for me. Albury these last few games, he's been fantastic. Um, but yeah, no surprise. Obviously, the usual suspects: Dave Anthony up there um, in third, and you know, batting batting wise, Dave led second. Not surprisingly, uh... Brent. Brent for Frankton leading the way with 263 runs. Then two of our hoppers lads, Jack Doyle and Pavel in third and fourth, doing well. And, uh, well, a guy who I thought was looked like the dog's cojones, Alan Morris, but he's only played four games for Shelton, but still finds himself in eighth. Uh, he's a good cricketer, tidy cricketer. Very good cricketer, I yeah, thought. Great. Uh, be interesting to see if he, what's going on with him and whether he's uh, going to be back i've seen he's been playing for rough and tumblers so i assume he, there's nothing too too wrong with him but uh nice to see uh the older statesman of the shropshire division one in in there as well in mr graham tro uh yeah. andy yeah graham's still uh still got it he's had a uh, bit of trouble with his eyesight over the last uh, couple of seasons but he's back to back to the normal graham scoring runs getting dropped and <laughs> mm. Graham will never Graham will never change. He'll always score runs, and Patrick Cudmore on the list as well. He's mm. another one of them uh, nice lads from Ponsbury. Yeah. He's uh, a very very good all rounder, very talented all rounder for uh, for Ponsbury. Just to show how uh, how healthy their team is, really. Mm. Doing a few right ups for the County Times, I believe. And, mm. uh... Ah, is he? <laughs> and uh, yeah, nice to see. Uh... Chewing the cards, I've, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. So we're there and. Well, one of the big surprises for me... Well, one of the biggest shames for me... Uh, it's a real shame to see this club where they where they are at the moment. And it'd be interesting to get your take on it. Because I have... Uh, I've, heard, I've heard a few things and a few things going around. But yeah, it'd be interesting to get what your take is. But knocking, finding themselves second from bottom. A club with so much going for them... And well, four teams they've got for little village side. Well, lovely well, not ground. a little lovely ground, lovely, lovely, ground. lovely facilities, club, lovely, lovely club, club. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Club. I, think, I think I'd like to think Hopefully, have a really good relationship with Nocking as well. Yeah, it's a sort of derby match. We always have great games against them. Well, having said that, <laughs> they came to Peckwell the other week and got us all out for seventy six. I was fearing the worst. We rolled them for fifty, so it was one hundred and twenty six for twenty for the day, which was quite a thing. But um, yeah, it, I'm with you, Hurley. It's sad to see them see them down. I hope I hope they pick up. I'm sure they will. Has they? Yeah, they, I think think on a Saturday they're, they're struggling for numbers. A few of their better players are are unavailable at the minute, I believe. Um, and then they they are easier to find people to play on a Sunday than they mm. are on a Saturday. That's exactly so, that's what I'd heard. Yeah, as well, yeah. So 
they can they they're struggling to find numbers as such. So into the, the day that they're put still putting teams out. So fair play that they're still turning up. They're still yeah they got competing. Teams, play. Yeah, so. they're still competing. Mm. Obviously not as strong as they have been in previous seasons, mm. but they've still got some good players. Jamie Jagger, um, Hugh Morris, um, Sean Davis, Tony Darlington. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they they will they will still they will still get some results. I'm sure along the way. Mm. More importantly, they do a fantastic tee, don't they? No, oh, yeah, Woo! fantastic. What a tee! To be honest, it is one of the first games whether you're playing first eleven or second eleven at Albury. It's one of the first fixtures you look out for, and you make sure that you are doing nothing on that day. Yeah. Sadly for me, I was in. called up and I had to play on Beacon's track instead. <laughs> hey, I'm only joking. On? Oh, yeah, I did all right. I did all right. Second top scored on that day, but, you know, one more poor score and uh, on a day where everyone else failed and I find myself out of the team, but it's all right. We won't, but we won't say any more about that. As you are at Brosley. Um, we'll talk about that later on when we get on to Division 5. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> But oh, no, that's yeah. why you're so, not doing a podcast every week. <laughs> so anyway, um, general thoughts on Division One, Hazard and uh, everyone. What, what are our general thoughts? Where do we think? What would we think is going to happen in the next coming weeks? Um, as think, Shelton oh, and Shel- Shelton will carry on. Um, oh, we've got a tough run of fixtures now. Mm. Yeah, I next think, uh, next three, three four weeks. Look at the table in three or four weeks. It may look quite different. I think Newtown will push up that table. Newtown, I think Newtown, Newtown well, will, as, as Hazard said, they've got yeah. the points deduction. Mm. Sort of yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Be interesting to see how Bridge North do. Bridge North finding themselves three points behind Albury, but also another team with like very, very strong, very strong. Find themselves in Big like club. in the Birmingham Birmingham League last season. Very strong, but like, yeah, not, so not, a fant- not a fantastic start. Yeah, they're second. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, yeah, they're seconds, and uh, yeah, they well, they started off. They were supposed to start off against us and yeah. got cancelled, and then pitch wasn't playable. Then lost, lost to Newtown, which mm. you know is no disgrace, and then picked up a win against the Jack Caseless Kund, which you know, mm. Jack Case coming back for Kund. It'd be interesting to see how they pick That's up big. now. Yeah. yeah, he did score a ton against us midweek yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, he he will help in enhance Kun's batting lineup. Mm. Certainly, but then yeah, then they played Shelton, which they lost to Shelton, but that's no disgrace again. Beat Frankton and mm. then lost to Shiftnall and then yeah, it just shows. And then a cancellation against Knockin and it's any any of the teams can really beat anyone. And I feel really quite sorry for Ellesmere who we played not this last week but the week before. We've kind of find themselves struggling and they've got two very good bowlers, two oh, very good batsmen. Yeah. And two, two, of best, bowl- two of the best opening bowlers. I, th- I think they, one, they one bowled bowlers has got 60% of their wickets, mm. I seem to remember from looking at the stats. Ashley, to- yeah, Ashley Thomas. Ashley, actually, yeah, he's got no, 60% he of their wickets. That's superb. He gave you a little bit of jip. I think you struggled against him, didn't you, Hill? Yeah, but I think everyone yeah. did. Luckily, you came in with one ball to face with, mate, <laughs> so you're all right. <laughs> Struggled with the pace with you, Hill, are you? Yeah, he struggled a little bit with the pace. A little bit quick for you, are you? Yeah, but I still did all right against Dave Laird and Dave Anthony anyway. So it's all right. Uh, So it's not too bad. Save myself. Sadly, the captain wasn't there because he was saving his average. This is how Hurley's bragging about a four not out. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost the game. Off five balls, I faced. Why didn't you get 20 off the five balls? 
Or 30. He was or on 30. for 100, Joss, come on. <laughs> oh, if they were playing a 70-over game. <laughs> Hey, I still scored the same amount of runs as Mark Jones. But anyway, that's another story. Have you now? <laughs> In that game. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, from that, we're going to move on to our tour. So now that we've moved on from uh, the Premier Division and Division 1, uh, we're going to move on to tour. But once we've done about our tour... Um, we're going to move on to Division 2, Division 3, Division 4, Division 5 and all the other leagues. But also we're going to carry on giving you the quiz questions and we've got more interviews to come. And we've also got a little feature about Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Town because Andy, well, we couldn't have Is you on. I know. We couldn't, ha- we couldn't have you on here without even asking you about it because I know it's what most people want to hear. Well, when I say most people, we all want to hear it. Most people have already heard about it. <laughs> So yeah, we will be going on about that. So anyway, let's move on to tour. Okay, so uh, we toured. I don't if if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you you may have felt like you were on tour with us. It was a well, it was a it was a good few days in Yorkshire. We went up on the Monday night. We started off against the game against a club called uh, Leeds Mods, and then we played the Forty Club, and then we played. Saltaire in the evening, then we played Follyfoot and we watched some cricket and then finished off against Rawdon and it was a very good time I thought lads, what do you think? A phenomenal time, really good time and can I just start with saying thank you Hurley because you did a phenomenal job yeah. organising that, yeah. it, was, it was just so well organised. took a lot of doing that, it was, it was really well run. Unfortunately I don't remember much of the tour, I don't know why, but um, we, had a, we had a great time. Yeah. Um, Possibly 24 hours too long. Yes, I, I would agree. But that <laughs> yeah. final Thursday, game. On Thursday, people's uh, enthusiasm was waning. I, I must say, the standard of the teams was probably uh, uh, a bit of a bit of a big issue. A couple of the teams were absolutely fantastic. Well, um, that's the trouble with the ranging touring games. Yeah. You really don't know. You don't know who you're playing. And, uh, it's a fair clue yeah. that it's Yorkshire. They are, they are cricket mad. After, there, after a long week on the beer, the last thing we wanted that last game was to turn up and see how good they were. They were a good side. Very good and club. And it, uh, it was hard work. And fair play to mm. them letting us back first. They were a lovely club. Mm. Uh, all of them were actually. The whole lot of yeah. them. They were very, very, very nice. Very welcoming. Very Picked welcoming. Some really picturesque grounds. Yeah. Mm. Good cricket. Nigel Martin, all them buys. And, mm. you know, so good. we started up with. Leeds mods, yeah. and um, yeah, well, we game, turned yeah, up very much half cut, and it was yeah. very much who was the most sober would play, and um, we started off very well to tour. Yeah, you let it slip through our fingers, Haley. <laughs> yeah, the one game on tour that we could have probably won, and I screwed it up. We were we had them, they had two runs, and we had three wickets after two overs, and uh, I was captain in, and I thought to myself, oh god. <laughs> This could be, we want the first game to go on a bit longer. So then I brought on um, some of our less experienced bowlers, shall we say. Not, um, not just, no, 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 no. James Lee. Uh, and um, we let them, well, we didn't really let them. They got they got a few more runs and uh, ended up on uh, 150. <laughs> Which we, uh, unsurprisingly, a team that's been on the, on the, uh, on the old uh, oh, holy water all day morning, since yeah. te- since about well some of us quarter past nine in the morning um all found it quite a struggle to uh, chase down and uh, 
then, well, a fantastic group of lads at the end, um, one of which was an Australian who we've got a little interview, um, which I'll hear in a minute, who, who got on rather well with Charlie Bond and Oliver Corbett, didn't he, Joss? Well, I, I was a bit concerned, so I think they might have thought that he was female. <laughs> he did have so lovely hair. They, they were getting, they lovely were getting, long, long hair. Long, long hair. I think he could feature in the future aloe vera I think if Corby had another couple of pints, <laughs> that could have been trouble. Yeah, he was. Well, he was. A, he was an absolute top lad. And um, to be honest, I've I've met three Australian cricketers this season, and all three of them have been really top blokes. Um, and again, another one who was very interested in playing for Albury. Uh So. You never know if he fancies not playing in the Yorkshire leagues and fancies coming and playing for Alderbury, more than welcome. But he'd have to pay his own way here <laughs> and he'd have to find his own job. How much time away from here? <laughs> <laughs> but from there, we then went on to play the 40 Club. Now, the 40 Club is like an elite group of players over the age of 40 who have played first 11 cricket, but now they let people over the age of 25 as long as they've played uh, first 11 cricket. And... Um, we were playing against a side which had two paid professionals, one of which was another Australian who was playing in the Bradford League, which is uh, pretty much the equivalent of playing in the Bra- Birmingham League, from what I gather. And hit, um, hit Preston Fletcher for one of the biggest reverse sweep sixes. If there was another pitch, I think it would have cleared that fence as well. It was pretty huge, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. It, Andy? It, well, I think he hit it back to Shropshire, to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I must say, in that game, I was there. I witnessed it all. And if I recall, I think Preston was pushing to get on the bowling. You know, he wanted to bowl, didn't he? Mm. He said, these lads are going too far, yeah? So bring me on. <laughs> Little did he know he was going to get hit further. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that was, that was a very good game. And then a lot of the eyes were on a, on a particular person. And uh, it was the man himself, Nigel Martin, their former Leeds United and England goalkeeper, which for me, myself, as a Leeds United fan... Uh, it was a oh, great honour, nice and um, never heard of him. And uh, we had the pleasure to interview him, and here it is. Uh, so we're here with Cal Corner Podcast uh, with none other than uh, Leeds United and England legend yeah, uh, Nigel Martin. How are we, Nigel? Very good, thank you. <laughs> so uh, you're here today playing uh, another kind of sport in uh, cricket. So how long have you been playing cricket for? Um, well, obviously I played cricket all through school up to about twenty-one. Then I had a twenty-year hiatus really with football getting in the way and then um, started about 10 years ago and uh, just been playing ever since. Oh fantastic so uh, what's your position what do you do in uh, cricket field bat and bowl? I keep wicket um, and I bat down the order a long way. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been getting on this season? Yeah pretty good Um, I think uh, we're about second in the league um, play for Knaresborough so um, you know it's been a good start to the season for us. Uh, yeah, so tell us a bit about Nairsborough as a club. Well, it's a new one for me. Um, I moved there this year, so um, but it's it's a really good cricket club, um, well run, good uh, good youngsters coming through and um, looking to progress up the uh, up the league. What's the difference between uh, being a life of a professional footballer and now going into uh, well? I'd say uh, Yorkshire cricket's a bit of a difference in the standard of village compared to Shropshire's village cricket. But what would you say the main difference? There? Um, well, obviously, you know, you take it a lot more seriously. Um, professional <laughs> football, obviously, you know, we had lots of rules and things that we could and couldn't do. Um, this on a Saturday is about 
having fun, mm -hmm. um, still trying to win a game, still being as competitive as you can. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the enjoyment factor is the most important thing. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, so playing against Albury today, possibly one of the uh, <laughs> most interesting experiences of your life. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, playing touring sides are always good fun anyway. You know, the lads uh, will be, you know, half the, half the team will be drinking and, the, you know, the other half will be out there playing and, uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of good fun. Uh, used to happen a lot when I was down in Cornwall. They used to have a lot of touring sides come down there and play against them. So, you know, I've done it. I've uh, played against a few over the, uh, over the years and it uh, tends to be really good fun. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so, final question. Uh, who do you reckon is going to win? I would have said, by the way, our <laughs> openers started. I think we might just have a few too many for you, but you know you can't tell until both teams are batted. So we'll uh, we'll see. I'd say that's a safe estimation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for having a word, and uh, all the best, mate. No worries. So we're here with uh, Leeds Mods Australian Pro. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name's Matt Hinks. I'm from uh, Ichuka in Australia. <laughs> Uh, try to play cricket. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So um, this is your second game against Albury. Uh, I hear you got uh, got to, got quite friendly with Oliver Corbett and uh, Charlie Bourne last night. Yeah, yeah, those are two good fellas after having probably 25 too many pints. Uh, but nah, all, all fun and games. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after all the talk of last night... Um, main question is what do you think of Corby's bowling um, yeah it was alright wasn't all it was talked up to be but <laughs> pretty just stock standard <laughs> and how much are you looking forward to bowling against Charlie Bourne later oh so much you cannot believe <laughs> watch your space ready to pop the question the jewellers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> anyway, you've been an absolute pleasure to play against Legend. all the best, mate. Thanks, Mike. All right, thank you, Aaron. So yeah, there he was, and it was fantastic that he gave us an interview. And to be honest, I was I was at Square Leg, and I had some amazing banter with him throughout the to game. To be fair, he's one of the nicest blokes you've ever met. There's no airs and graces about him. You know, he's just he's there for the banter. He's having a crack. He just won the lads, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he looked like yeah. just one of the lads, and yeah, really, really impressive. Loves his cricket. Yeah. Just wanted to crack, and it really, really amazing bloke. Um, we have a few Leeds fans in our in our club, and he. he when asked for pictures and things like this, he just said yes and all this stuff. But also at the same time, if if you didn't know who he was, you wouldn't have thought any anything different than he was one of the most. I tell you what, though, his hands behind the stumps. He's an impressive keeper, isn't he? He's an impressive keeper, you know. 
Yeah, very, very impressed with that. His glove work mm. was still phenomenal. Mm. Kept out the back of the net, so uh, yeah. yeah, he did a good job. Well, I was talking to Lawrence Fletcher and he was saying that when he was at Shrewsbury, he used to play, he played a game with um, Harry Lewis once and he said he'd never played cricket, but when went behind the stumps, he was stopping everything. Mm. Ridiculous, so... Must come very naturally. Mm. Yeah. Very Let good. us know if you've played in with any other professional sportsmen who have played for other sports, and um, that'd be quite interesting to see if you play with anyone else. Because I mean, Steve Grisovich used to play for. Did he play for Shrewsbury? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be quite interesting to see if you Ken played Martin. with anyone. Yeah. Um, now late, come on. Yeah, who have played for other clubs and. Or only Joe Hart as well played for Shrewsbury. Mm. Yeah. Played for Shrewsbury for a long time. Big. Uh, yeah, done very well himself. Yeah, and then from there, well, we went on to uh, Saltair, didn't we, Andy? Oh, it was fantastic. Great group of lads, great game. Great team. Uh, we turned up and, uh, yeah, did we win the toss there or? We won the toss. And we, we lost no, the toss, actually. I, no, we lost I, I, I the toss, I just didn't we? that you turned up. We lost the toss. Well, we, we got there. <laughs> what we didn't know was they were a very, very good side. But we started off very well, I mean... Ben Davis, I've never seen him bowl like that before. He, he, he was length. fantastic, wasn't he? Um, Jim Wynn behind the stumps uh, was very intoxicated. Um, he took the first catch, he dropped one, and then he dropped one into my hands at slip, which I was quite surprised about, but I was quite happy. He just dropped it into my hands. He dropped, um, he dropped, it was like about chest height, lovely height for a keeper, yep. just what you'd want, and it somehow rebounded. Well, I think he wanted to make me look good in the slips, really. He just uh, <laughs> tried to help me out, because I've never caught one in the slips in my life. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we bowled all right. We bowled really well as a unit, mm. and actually walking off the pitch, um, a few of the lads were saying that's the best T20 um, performance that we've had yeah. we've had for a while. Just everyone looked keen, they all bowled well, birdie bowled well. Mm. Captaincy um, was pretty decent. Yeah, it was all right, to be fair, give him that. But, yeah, it was it was good. Um, but the second innings was uh, yeah. not quite as pretty, I would say. No, I'd say that um, when they're still giving their second team bowlers who don't particularly bowl and they are Super. as sharp as anything I face this season. <laughs> and when they come off the pitch having faced Andy Harris and Ben Davis and others and they're saying, we're not used to bowling, <laughs> facing such bowling that's so slow... You suspect that the team that you're playing against is of a very high calibre. Yeah. Their third eleven captain was playing, who's a batsman, and he also bowled, and he could possibly walk into many sides. Yeah, he was I very think, good, very good. I think we actually had them 20 for three at one point, and uh, we mm. were thinking, wow, we're going to demolish these lot. And then all of a sudden... Uh, did you come on to roll? <laughs> I must say, oh, there was one bit in the game um, where there was... Uh, I did drop a dolly. Mm. Oh yeah, I uh, dropped an absolute dollar. It was, it was. Um, and then uh, Johnny one. Wright, Johnny yeah. Wright. What? It, my friend Johnny came. He lives in Leeds, and he was just on the. He was on the beers with us all day, yeah. and I was like, "We need an extra player. Why don't you come play?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it, love it, love to play it." And Johnny is a really keen sportsman, yeah. fantastic sportsman. Again, going back to this whole idea, if you're a good sportsman, you can generally play cricket. And wow, he. He turned up. He looked an absolute he, he, natural. He's played cricket. He's definitely played cricket. Genuinely well, never played cricket before. He took two catches and they were cricket. good and they were good catches and he got a run out which was a direct hit at one stump. He's played mm. cricket. Um he bowled and he was he throwing batted. it. You could tell it. he you could tell he batted before because he didn't want to be there long and he got bowled first ball, didn't he? But, uh, yes. But to be fair, he impressed in the field and he looked very good. So fair play, well done, Johnny. He also went on to impress against Follyfoot when he got given a bowl. Yeah. Which was the next game. 
day after we'd been to see Yorks and Gary Balance block out a sentry. I must say, we really needed some sleep. <laughs> and watching Gary Balance bat was absolutely perfect for the day. But we did have some amazing chat and somehow managed to smuggle in a bag of wine, bag of wine yes. which then got taken to Follyfoot. So, <laughs> so Danley's basically drank three bottles of three bottles of wine mm. and had a couple of pints before he batted, and he batted out of his skin. He Paralytic as well. Playing some ridiculous shots yeah. he would never play with his sabre. He scored thirty off twelve balls or something. Mm. It was just. It, he actually insane. played a scoop. He was pissed. And it was an absolutely glorious shot. It was, it was a fantastic shot. One of shot. the best shots I've seen in a long time. And this is shot. against a team called Follyfoot, who if you don't follow them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, please do. They are hilarious. And they are very good friends of the podcast. Very, very good friends. Yeah. And uh, those boys, wow, fantastic day we had there. Well, evening we had there. The weather was rubbish, but it... Yeah. It didn't put a dampener on the day. Yeah. It, well, if the weather was amazing, it would yeah. have been. It would have been a fantastic. Well, evening. Th- thank you to them as well for giving us a chance to play. Because mm. not many clubs would let you yeah. play, especially a club tour in game, such a high game, standard. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, pitches as we were talking about earlier can, uh, you know, can be affected by that. But mm. they said no, we want to play, and uh, they did get it done rather quickly, didn't mm. they? Yeah, and I was I was speaking to their captain. Uh, well, not their captain, but the the guy who leads the uh, social media and uh, we've got a little interview with him now so we're here on tour cow corner podcast uh, with ryan from uh, folly for friends of us on instagram so ryan how are you i'm fantastic fantastic evening so tell us a little bit about Follyfoot cricket club uh, great club, best in Yorkshire, I'd say, best in England, uh, debatable. But um, no, it was a good little village club, you know, proper lads, just loving cricket, loving beer. Fantastic. So we're actually here within uh, talking distance of the man himself, Mr. Instagram, Mr. Follyfoot Cricket Club. Introduce yourself. Alex Fox, social media officer, FCC. <laughs> so talk us through the three pint challenge. So, right, the three-pint challenge is a thing with the ha- we have up here. What happens is when we recruit a new bull, we have to introduce them into the club in a sort of, I would say, reasonable way. But it isn't a reasonable way. And it's just part of the gig up here of welcoming a new new bull into the club. They take on the three pints. It says pint of bitter, pint of lager, pint of cider. How they get it down, the p- members vary from member to member, but it's a uh, it's a good sort of like gauge for us boys who exist up here to work out what we're dealing with. Yeah, very disappointed that the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Becker, wasn't with us this evening. Uh, he didn't manage to get it down him, did he? Thing is, uh, Chris Becker, you've got to admire Chris Becker because Chris Becker happily, with open arms, took on the three-pint challenge, and he actually took it on with great pace. Yes, he didn't get it all down him, but not a lot of people do get the three-pint challenge down him. But that doesn't distract away from the fact that Becker did a sterling job at it because not many people will do it better than him. So, uh, we've been on tour in Yorkshire for a few days now and uh, the difference in standard between cricket in Shropshire and Yorkshire, which many people won't find surprising, is... uh, Quite a bit different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we play it hard up here. What's the uh, what were the main things that you would say uh, that make a, a member of the uh, farming community yeah. of the boring? 
So the farming community of the bull ring is uh, there's two halves to it really. Like you pass your entrance exams based on if you're a good player, if you're going to play in the ones, you need to be a good player, serious cricket, because we play good cricket. But then there's more to it up here. It's a members run club, so you need to be a good bloke off the field as well, which being a good bloke off the field often evolves around how well you can swill, how well do you own your hold yourself in terms of like the banter mainly the swill though if you can drink and you can play you you fit in right up fantastic and um you're saying that uh, some of your lads used to play like yorkshire kind of standard cricket yeah there is juniors we've got a few lads up here who did uh, who did give it licks at juniors and stuff like that up until being about 16 17 Cheers, pal. Thank you. Nick Cheers, Williams. We'll, most of the team are leaving at this point, so we'll just say that they're uh, giving high fives. And, uh, yeah. Cheers, Alan Bree, for coming up. Been a great night, even though it did rain. Even though it did rain. If it has been a bit sunny, we might have had a bit of a different night, but it's been enjoyable nevertheless. And just remember, we didn't beat you just off on the field, we beat you off it as well. <laughs> We'll blame Paul James for that one. Alex Fox, SCC. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Enjoy the rest of your tour. So, yeah, Follyfoot, a really great club. And, um, yeah, re- enjoy that. Play play hard on the field. Play hard off the field. We, we did some seriously good farming. And um, I must say... Paul Jones let us down. Paul Jones big did style. let us down. Um, big style on that uh, boat race. But, yeah... It was a fantastic day, and I can't say anything highly enough. And do check out Follyfoot's Instagram; it is hilarious. You will never, you will not <laughs> regret it. And from there, some very hungover and very tired and very broken people, bad backs, bad heads, bad knees, bad elbows, somehow rolled ourselves onto possibly the premier, probably one of the premier ties of the uh, tour, where we went to Rawdon, the home. Well, Saltaire, they've had their players. Who Jim Laker, home of yep. Jim Laker. I've heard of him. And then Rawdon, Headley Verity. And they yep. had uh, all of his kit on show and yep. all these things. And it was a fantastic club. Beautiful place to play. Must say, it was it was a gorgeous place where you could see right over Leeds, couldn't you? Mm. Countryside, it was absolutely stunning. Really nice ground to play at. And they made us very, very welcome. Mm. They were a lovely group of lads. Looked a very keen side when we got there. Mm. And... Uh, that's not what we wanted to see last game. Mm. We, uh, yeah. And again, it was quite damp, so we arranged it, we reduced it to 30, 30 overs. But 30 the overs. weather, again, surprisingly for the whole tour, it just held, didn't it? Held the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Preston's, uh, uh, when he said uh, we it, wouldn't play a game on tour, tour with his forecast, we played all five, Preston. <laughs> yeah, we did, and it was fantastic. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic time. And thank you to Kevin Owens, if you are listening, and also to Andrew John and also to Follyfoot for helping in the organisation and if you are listening to this podcast and you are somewhere else in the world and you would like the Albury boys and girls to come on tour please let us know because we will be touring in another two years and we would like some suggestions please make it somewhere sunny somewhere nice and sunny somewhere where we'll get a good game and uh, somewhere where we can have a good uh, social they're not as good as Leeds teams yeah (laughs) maybe we could find a team that has David Seaman playing for them or Peter Schmeichel in Denmark or something you know (laughs) but anyway now we've gone on from tour and we're going to move on to uh, Division 2 where we've got some interviews also Division 2. Okay, so whilst Andy Harrison nips off to go play darts, 
priorities. Uh, we'll move on to uh, the other leagues and we'll start with uh, Division 2. And, um, well, as we predicted... Well, I did don't we? know, did we predict? Uh, Wellington running, doing well. Flying, flying high. Flying Four, high. 41 points clear. Go off to a flyer. What are your thoughts, Hazir? What, considering you've played a few of these sides in the last few... Well, we've all actually played a few of the sides. I mean... We've Monty, got yeah. Werfield in say, there. Werfield we second, second, second. Our seconds were playing against them last year. Mm. Reserve Division 1. They've been promoted, quite rightly, mm. a few divisions. And they're holding their own. You know, they're mid table, mid to high table. Yeah. So Both finding themselves in 6th the, the, the and 7th. The league have done well there. Mm. So that's fine. And yeah. even St George's as well. They're, 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 well, they're not bottom, but they're still yeah. doing all right. And they're still within touch and distance. A couple of wins could yeah. see them move yeah. up. And I mean, yeah. there's... Just like well, like most of the leagues, the three teams, the three or four teams who are running away with it at the moment in Wellington in first, Monty in second, Chirk in third. Chirk, Chirk, I know in quantity that they've obviously settled quite nicely in that division, haven't they? Because mm. you, you never really know where to put someone that's new to the league. Mm. And then Lillishall in fourth, and well, Fortin in fifth. So some familiar signs, Jimmy Howard. Yeah, definitely Monty with um, Aaron Roughcock. Um, getting the runs, um, Alex Bromley, I think's getting some wickets as well. I think Ewan Griffiths has been quite prolific with the bat as well, hasn't he? Mm. Got some runs. Yeah, Ewan Griffiths has got about. Well, he's got a ton. Yeah, he's got 115. Yeah, yeah. Not out, which is always good. Always good for the old thing. I wouldn't know. <laughs> wouldn't you? But yeah, Chirk, Chirk, uh, really. Flying it, which has been seen by their batsmen, Joss. Yeah, they've got the top two batsmen, I think. Um, Gareth Partridge and Nicholas Flack, I believe, are one and two in the um, mm. batting stats for that division. Averaging 60 and 56, which is... Well, Can't be bad. Again, another decimal point off my average, mm. pretty much. And Aaron Roughcock there in third, showing that playing uh, indoor cricket is, is the way forward, eh, Joss? Well, well he's, got, he's got less tonnes... <laughs> And uh yeah, in the bowling, no surprise to see uh Naz Akhtar at the top, uh someone who we've we faced for for a few years and was always uh used to run through us yeah, run through Ireland. He's quality, he's quality. And uh Matty Sayers as well in the top five and uh Piers Rowan Horstan also uh in the bowling doing well and he's also in the top in the top 15 for the batting as well, uh, uh, along with um, Lewis Rollison, who's in fifth. And uh, we are, like we mentioned earlier, we went off to see uh, Werfield and this is what their take was on their start to Division 2 and their thoughts on this season. So, still here at Davenport Park and now we move on to the second 11. And with me here, I have uh, two stalwarts of the second 11, uh, <laughs> Piers and Lewis. Hey guys. Hi, um, yeah, uh, So, first of all, introduce yourselves. Hi, yeah. Uh, so, I'm Piers Ranhorst. I've uh, played for Werfels since I've been about 13. Uh, never played another club. Mainly been in the seconds, but been between the ones and twos a little bit when I've had good performances but yeah mostly mostly twos player and yourself hi I'm Lewis Rollison um, I'm opening batsman for the second 11 I've been here since I was seven years old so I've always been around the club been had a few games for the ones last year 
but mainly the seconds. So yeah, it's me really. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fantastic. So um, first question that well that many people will be wanting to ask, and yeah. me, it's, it's mainly people from Overbury as well, because yeah. we are twos in the same division as you last season. Yeah. Uh, how are you finding the difference between Div- Reserve Division 1 with its kind of, well, it's kind of four teams in the mini-league on their yeah. own, uh, com- and now where you find yourselves in Division 2? I think um, the, the standard in the better teams we played last season, there's not much difference to this league. Mm. Um, it's just that I think a lot of teams will compete with each other rather than there's a, there's a, it's a very two-sided league. Mm. You have a bottom half which weren't really competing with many teams. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a a better challenge to know, knowing that you've got week in week out a solid team to play against. How are you finding it, Lewis? Um, Opening batsman. Yeah, as Piers said, I definitely think there's more strength and depth in mm. the teams. I mean, obviously last year there was Worfield, Sentinel, St George's, Frankton were up there, you know, teams like that. But I think this year everyone's got a good stand towards the league. Everyone's, you know, fighting for points every week. So there's an opening bat as well. But I can see the bowlers, you know, obviously challenging me. So yeah, it's been a good experience though, so far. We've had a couple of t- tricky results, but you know, we're trying to come back next week. We've got Chirk home, so hopefully improve. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the biggest difference is as well is a lot of teams getting used to playing different teams as yeah, well because it's been a lot of the same at each, each the year and things like that. Yeah, um, but no. How how has your start to the season gone? Who have you played so far? We've. I'll be honest. We've had an average start. Um, we had Wellington first game of the season, which we thought would be. The team to probably tough be, game. yeah, real tough game. They've been in Birmingham League for years and years. Mm. And I'd in all fairness, I mean, we we rolled them over for quite quite cheaply, didn't yeah. we? I'll say we had a good majority of the game. I mean, we bowled them out for I think it's 140 something, mm. and then I was on me and my mate Harvest Age based first team now flying 100 for none, mm. and then I think. Harvey got on about 40 odd cheaply. Then no, I was on about 40 odd out at the time, and nobody really stuck with me to build a partnership. And I got out for about 60. It was about 120 for free, and it just crumbled. So yeah, we played Wellington first game, then second game played. Who was it? Second game. Sentinel. Yes. No, Old Brighton. Oh, yeah, Brighton first game. Yeah. That was batted first. Got about 250 odd. It was one of them games where you could tell from the start it wasn't going to go for it. Mm. It was just the wicket was flat. It was a tricky game. One of them just weren't going to win. Mm. So yeah, who's third game? Sentinel. Last year's last year's challenges for us. Yeah, yeah. So it was. That was it's always going to be a good game against Sentinel. Yeah, yeah. We had we've had a couple of good games in last year. Yeah. But um, that was um, a good win for us. We managed to take the ninth wicket with. Three overs to spare, I think it was. Yeah, some scenes at the end. Good grab by Will McGarry, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, not too bad to start, find yourselves in mid table. Um, who are the main men if you're going to kind of push yourselves on towards the top end of the table? Who do you think? I think we've got, yeah, we've got. We, to be honest, we've got a good 
bowling lineup, which yeah. is quite deep. We've got massive variety, and our batting normally goes down to about nine or ten as well. Mm. Um, the thing is, like any cricket player, it's about having them people, key players, firing on the day. Mm. Uh, we haven't. Yeah, I don't think we've quite had anyone. We, another shout out, Will McGarry. I think he <laughs> he, he, he saved us from another defeat, maybe against Sentinel. With you, yeah, yeah. good. But um, but yeah, it's about having those people firing on the day, really. Yeah. Mm. We get a few names. I'd say probably. I'll this say, is your chance yeah, to make real good I'd, friends with people in I'd the change room. Piers, <laughs> yeah. Piers, obviously a key player. Bats free. Good with the ball. Handy. Mm. Balls a length. Which is good in this league, yeah. Um, I'd also say Jack Simpson, opening mm. up, left arm, pushes it across, yeah. Swings it, swings, swings it back yeah. in, yeah. Um, who else? <laughs> I'd, say, um, I'd, I'd say myself. Your, yeah, mate, your mates are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say myself, not being big. James yet. Wallace, yeah. he's. He's, oh, he's new back into cricket. Mm. He's only been playing two seasons so far year, now, yeah. yeah. Um, he's always been around Yeah, he and he's in. done well. I mean, he took a lot of wickets last year, and he's doing all right this season as well. So he's, he could be key with the ball. Ball's quite tight. And then we've got Will Weir. I mean, he's been around the first team for a long time. He's a solid bowler. You can't Matt Rees, 15 years old. Yeah, I think he averaged about seven with the ball last year. Mm. He's a good left arm spinner. Will Weir, experienced head. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously yeah. on to batting, I mean, Will Fox Davis, he's obviously Davis. got a reputation about him. Mm. He's double hundreds. Yeah, yeah. A fantastic player. When, on his day. When he's got his when he's heading gear, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a very long ball. <laughs> um, um, you got the skipper, Charlie Fox Davis. Digs in. Not to be mistaken with no. Will. No, very, very <laughs> different. I learned that, I learned yeah. that mistake. <laughs> very different players. Uh, Lewis here, yeah. key opening batsman. Um, a lot of runs last year. Still up there with the runs, I think. Got a, yeah, got a couple of 50s. Last two weeks been a bit tricky. Um, yeah, soil pot, experience head. At 40 on that out last ball last week on a difficult wicket. Mm. So, good player, yeah. I think so. Definitely function better as a unit more mm. than individual performances, so. though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. I asked this to the other guys, but I'll ask yeah. it to you as well. What are the key fundamental points of what you think makes a worth pack member? A worth pack member? Well, I'll say point number one, you've got to drink a lot of beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, yeah. drinking is key, Dan. Drinking is key, yeah. I think, um, yeah, my view on it is it's all about the lads. Mm. Um, we get a lot of stick, I think, because we people can tell that we enjoy cricket sometimes too much people too much. say yeah. <laughs> and like things maybe get said or whatever but it's all in the you know spirit of fun and after the game we're happy to just have a beer shake hands if anyone's offended and that's not what we intend but we're just there for a good time but there's a lot of a lot of ribbing people get a lot of abuse in, in the private chats that we have in our clubs and, um, yeah I think yeah being a worth pack is just about being able to have a good time, and give banter and take banter. Yeah. 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 Oh, decent, decent. And uh, final question, uh, the one everyone wants to know: Where do you see yourself? Where? Well, not where do you see yourself. Where would you like to finish at the end of the season? And where do you see the second eleven going in the next few years? Um, I think we'd like to finish 
towards the top, obviously. Coming from winning it last year, obviously it's been a big change. Mm. So we've had a tricky start. I think we can adapt a couple of next games, get a few positive results on the run. I think hopefully we push towards the top. But um, yeah, it's pretty. I'm not sure. No, definitely. I think um, height. Yeah, up, up the table. I'd I'd like to be around the four. Yeah, top four would be real nice. But top four would be good. I think our second season will be the one for us to definitely make an impact because we've got so many players coming through from the third team. A mm. couple of shout outs: uh, Sedgley, Tom Parker, Tom, Tom Parker, Parker Bowling, Hollywood, <laughs> um, Hollywood. Yeah, he's a great youngster. I mean, how old is he? Thirteen, is he? 13, 14, he's going to be first. So I mean, yeah, depth in the club is all about strength through, mm. through every team. So I think with people coming through and um, maybe people seeing how well our thirst are doing as well will attract mm. like people who want to come play for Worthill yeah. or so. So yeah, yeah, sounds good. Well done. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's, um, it's actually a really nice day again, especially going to see those two boys. And I know that both of them are real good listeners. Well, It's, it's it, a lovely setting there as well. I've played yeah. it a few times. I've really enjoyed playing at Worthill. Played against them a few times and, well, I can't say I did. Well, I did okay, um, but nothing special. But they're, they're a very good side and, you know, well done to them. And I think we all agree that they deserve to be there. And uh, yeah, interesting to see that they think that this year it's more level in the sides that they, well, I say it's interesting they agreed with what we felt really they it's more even across the board um and yeah well good luck to the worth pack lads and uh yeah we always look out for how well you're doing and um yeah so with the table how it is uh what what are our thoughts who do we think who do we think are gonna end up though who what movers and shakers with everything that's going so far any any surprises any anything you'd expect i i will personally say i thought St George's would be a tad higher than they are. In honest, in all honesty, I thought they'd be doing a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, I think you'd, especially at their grounds. I think when the but, weather but weather if, improves, and you look at the points, bacon, they're, they're one win off being fourth. Or, yeah. Mm. yeah, fifth, fifth maybe. Ba- bacon hot. Yeah. You when you go to travel to St George's on a bacon hot day. Mm. <laughs> They they predominantly score three hundred against you. I know we've done that a few yeah, times yeah. against the seconds, and especially win lose, it it's hard to chase down. Sad to see. I have to mention one of my former clubs, Rockster, um, in the bottom half because you know they were Premier League a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, obviously they had the merger with Grove, and that's that's now not happening anymore. Should we say? Mm. And they're um look like they're struggling. I hope they perk up. Hope they mm. um. Get things together, and also shout out to Fortin who uh who've got very similar social media to us, and they're very very <laughs> funny in the way in some of the things that they posted, and uh, let's hope that they found that batting coach that they were looking that they were advertising for. That was I very funny chuckle. on. I did chuckle. That was very funny on Twitter. Where did they... you not offer your services? <laughs> well, I I I'll come down there if you need lads, but. Uh... <laughs> Can't offer a batting coach. We can offer a bat sticker. Yeah, yeah. we can, we can, and that will, uh, that will, uh, that will more than happily enhance your runs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, by the looks of it, they find themselves in fifth, and it'll be interesting to see if they can I, push on I as can, well. I can, I could see Fortin perhaps mm. giving a push, and uh, mm. they'll, they'll surely string a few results together. 
Yeah, and uh, Charlie Conquest, despite his strong start, you know, probably not not kept up his uh, form consistently, Joss. No, he, he got. A, did he get five for the first week? Five for the first. Yeah. yeah, but he's um, he's obviously not. <laughs> I was going to say not been so lucky, but it's a bit harsh. Um, yeah, I'm no. sure come good again. Yeah, and obviously Lillishaw would like him to uh, be firing on all cylinders to, mm. to fire them upwards. And uh, yeah, well, it'd be nice for Monty to come up because that'd be a nice yeah, thing for you. Yeah, nice, nice away day, Monty. A local local fixture for yeah, us. Yeah, I was a bit gutted. Our seconds were called off against them first game of the season. It would it'd be interesting because I I'm not quite sure it won't happen this season, but it'd be quite interesting. Probably will never happen, but um, be interesting to see what would happen if Wellington first came down and the seconds went up. What does anyone know? What would happen in that kind of situation? Do we know or? Well, it could happen with their thirds. I mean, their thirds are going well. If if I don't think the league will allow two teams from the same club in the same division. Mm. Certainly not in the higher divisions. I may be wrong, but that's that's why. I, I yeah, I can't mm. can't see it being being be allowed. Because I, mean, I think last year Madeley had thirds and fourths in the same division. Yeah. Um, albeit a lower division, but um. Well, it was was it Sunday, Sunday Div, Div Two? two yeah. Sunday yeah, Div so, Two. So yeah, yeah. there was yeah. there wasn't anyone anywhere else. But but it's it, yeah it, it is an interesting one. You're right because you can sort of select. Mm. But that's a, that's a thing. Politics, can't you, that's it? a thing of of this, the tier system. Yeah, one mm. ladder now, isn't it? Yeah. One ladder, you find your format, and what, yeah. what 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 do you think would be the best way to go about it? Then would you, would you allow? Would you stop them from getting promote the team getting promoted, and, uh, or would you promote them both, or what would you? You can't promote them both. You can't promote... Well, well, sorry, have them both in the same league, or would you, or would you just not promote the one side, or or would you relegate? I don't know. I don't really know how you do it. I, I think you'd have to not promote. Yeah. The team that's going into because you, mm. you can't relegate a team that's not yeah. in a relegation position. Mm. Um, so you just wouldn't get if, it, if the it, team. It's, if it's, the it's, team... All, it's almost like a punishment. Mm. I mean, it's not a punishment as such for having two teams in the same same mm. division. You just not promote them. So, mm. for example, if I mean we look at Division Two here, if Wellington were in, Wellington first were in Division One, mm. as we look at the table now, if that's how it finished, mm. Monty and Chirk would go up. Or if Schiffnall somehow uh, went on an amazing run, their third eleven yeah. and won and won the league, they wouldn't go up because Schiffnall twos aren't yeah. in that top those top places at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It, well, it's quite interesting, and it'd be quite too interesting early, to hear if, uh, to I, I'm, I'm if sure we can get in. In a few years' time, it will it will be an issue. I'm sure because mm. there's many many clubs that have got you know three or four teams. Well, so, Wellington have got six, haven't they? So. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it'd be be interesting to let us know. And well, if you're a club who has many many teams, it'd be quite interesting if you let us know what your thoughts are on on that. But also, kind of like if you are one of the authority. <laughs> uh, please let us know as well what, what would happen because that would be quite interesting and maybe like get you give you an interview or something we could uh, get get some bits and get it out there I'm sure it's probably been posted somewhere and you'll uh, you'll poo-poo us but yeah it'd be quite interesting to see but uh, anyway from Division 2 we move on to Division 3 
Division three. Okay, so we're on to Division three, and yeah, well, at the beginning of the season, when I was doing my pre-seasoning, I uh, I played a game with a lad from Oswestry, and he predicted that Oswestry were going to run away with the league, and that, well, they're, they're not, not running away with the league, but they're doing all right. They found themselves in second place on 107, equal with uh, Wellington thirds, and uh, Church Aston, who actually were fourth, who were the team I actually played against that day. Um, but, no surprise, top of the table, uh, Shelton's old first 11 beat Shelton 2s. <laughs> Shelton, yeah, they're, they're always going to be strong actually in this, uh, in this division. When you, when you look at how they recruited over the winter, it's going to have a knock-on effect down their, down their teams. I think their thirds are doing well as well. Mm. But you look at some of the players that are playing in their, in their seconds now, you know, Ross Griffiths, Zeke Miller... Were Robin na- nailed on nailed on first teamers last year mm. playing seconds now they're going to perform you know Zeke um, mm. so doing do, well doing really well a couple of weeks ago I think Zeke, Zeke scored got, a ton against us a couple of years ago yeah and uh, the ones yeah they got their chance in the in the ones last well as we mentioned in our, our division one summary against Shrewsbury um, but yeah it's um, they've got off to a really good start and yeah well done to Shelton because I think uh yeah, well, we always like to see sides who are friends of the podcast doing well, and it's good to see them top of the table. Um, Harper's someone we played just in our, our well, our first game of the season, that bitterly in, cold in day, sub zero game, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> finding themselves mid table, and yeah. um, Hinstock and Hodnett. Um, Hinstock really struggling there, quite drift there, thirty points adrift, and. Uh, Quat, well, Quat find themselves third from bottom and their second eleven, and uh, yeah, well, I thought I thought last season when we played them, we were in and around there. So I don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting league, and uh, yeah. Any thoughts, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> That's a no then. It's no. So I'm just I'm just thinking like Newport and Quat, who are. Both in the top three of the or top four of the prem, mm. both got second in this division. Who are, who aren't setting to light? It's just I'm just thinking if there's players on the peripheral of second team, first team. It's a hell of a leap, isn't it? Mm. To go from yeah, if you yeah. Play one week in that division, then the next week you're in the prem. Prem, yeah, that's one hell of a leap. You're not going to settle very easily, are you? No, but then I think you've got to also look at these teams if. As a player who needs to go back into form and things like yeah, that, yeah, they will yeah. come into those teams and yeah. like Jimmy Harrop with our seconds. Yeah, come in well, and bash yeah, a fifty and bash. Yeah, well, let's let's be honest. He did he did he did predict it at the start of the season. He said every time he comes into twos, he opens and gets a fifty. Well done, Hazard. That's exactly what you did. But yeah, we will try not to spoil. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> As it will. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Bobby uh, Harrison's <laughs> And, uh, well, yeah, looking at the stats, Church Aston with Abby. Well, I, I played against him at the start of the season and he is a, he is a quality with batsman. Uh, Abby, he's uh, leading the, uh, leading the uh, batting with uh, 289, averaging nearly 50. Yeah, doing really well. And yeah, there's some decent players, Steve Humphreys and Josh Dahl- Darley of Oswestry Twos up there, you know, Paul Furness of 
Newport twos as well. A couple of Frankton twos players. Yeah, yeah. Kean Jones, always a good player. He is in uh he took apart our third eleven when he played yeah. for yeah. Frankton threes the other day, Bratton and Bowling. Um and then when you look at the bowlers, well oh, Alfie Grant, Hol- Grant McKay. <laughs> Grant McKay up in there, up in eleventh and well, I can't really say that I do know the uh two people at the top. Um I think uh, Alfie Hollyhead leading the way with fifteen wickets, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it looks like it's a decent division, and it looks like it's quite nicely spread actually. Um, with you know, you've got five, five, yeah, six teams nothing, over hundred, and top, then top five is ten points between the top five, I think. Yeah, yeah. and then you've kind of got Hinstock or cut adrift on seventeen. Then, then you've got like a middle group of Newport, Quat, Hodnet like it that kind of lower bottom and then you've yeah then you've got harpers and willie who are like not you know 20 points away from that top five but you know it's a win a win away you know, a win and away and back in, in the mix in fact, 10 points between the top six mm. that's a good division that is. yeah looking interesting and uh be interesting to see how it goes off and yeah it looks like that's going to be a fantastic league come the end of the season but anyway let's move on to division four Division four. Okay, so we move on to Division Four, which has uh, friends of the pod, uh, Acton Reynolds, and also Calverhall. Um, and well, no surprise to see that uh, Chalmarsha leading the way in Division Four, Joss. By quite some distance, yes. They're I think thirty three points clear. Yeah, ahead oh, of got off to a flyer there. Head of Wheaton Aston, who uh, well. Uh, I think they came down last season. Uh, well, they into well what would be this league and uh, one that uh, Ollie Griffiths from Calville uh, predicted. He predicted that they would do well. So well done, Ollie. Your prediction has come well. And uh, well, I have to say there are some incredible averages in this division. Um, <laughs> trying to talk us through some of them, just well, um, top of the averages is Stephen Zayler of Shellmarsh. He's averaging three hundred and three, which isn't bad. <laughs> Again, it's only two decimal. I'm only two decimal places off that average. <laughs> but, um, and then, well, then you've got. Uh, you've but yeah, there's, there's Simon Cross of Trisel. He's got hundred eighteen. Yeah. Average and top of the top of the runs. Nathan Whittingham averaging one hundred and two with three fifties. From so Wheaton Aston. They've, they've obviously got much batter friendly tracks in Division Four. <laughs> And even if even if you look at the top six, they've all averaged got decent averages. Kareem Yard, who I tipped as the best bowler in the league, but he's seems he's to have, a seems to, as well. Seems to yeah, done that. He's uh, he's averaging seventy six with Neil, a, Neil Bennett of Trifles averaging fifty yeah. with a with a hundred and a fifty, and he's yeah, yeah averaging he's averaging seventy six. Yeah. Then you got Neil Bennett as you said averaging fifty. Then Connor Glenn Denning, most people's probably. Well, the main person most people know from this from division, the, I'd yeah, say. Um, averaging scored the most runs, a thousand runs last year. Yeah. I think it was averaging a measly forty six with only one hundred. Yeah. He's, <laughs> that... he's obviously finding a way of getting out, but he's still getting the runs. So yeah, that's that. That will bring your average down. Mm. Whereas the others aren't getting out. His <laughs> mate Zayler is at the other end. So yeah, Chelmarsh are definitely going to be a. A team to uh, a team to come up against, and uh, Peter Lee in at eleven, and, and uh, then the ageless Pete Lee. Yeah, and play. still got it. 
and also in the bowling, he's in, he finds himself in eighth. And again, Zayla and Glenn Denning in the top five again. Zayla leading the way in the bowling with uh, 14 wickets. And uh, John Cotton uh, from uh, Andy Harrison's uh, and Joss Elliott's ex-side, uh, Acton Reynolds. Uh, yeah. Happy shout to shout see out to the Reynolds boys. Good to see them. They're in fourth, I think, at the moment. So they're, well, they're, they're going all right. I think Andy's Andy's dad won the um, Player of the Month <laughs> award as well. Good old Kev. Good Kev awesome. Harrison. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Gary Davis of uh, Kai Glass there in twelfth. Ex Kai Glass. Ex Kai Glass. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Left. I believe there's some some Davis Gate gone on there. Yeah. So well, sure so there's. That's that's the player up for transport. Let us know what's happened there. Anyone at Kai Glass? We're we're keen to know. Yeah, please get in touch. And well, that's a that's a player who's in the top one. Because yeah. he's a quality cricketer, is Gary. Yeah, he's, uh, you don't know what you've lost there. I think really. Um, well, yeah. Let's hope he finds a club soon, and um, it'd be well. He one seems, thing seems to uh, take wickets, doesn't he? So yeah, bowls at the stumps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's what. Yeah, I think he needs to teach Andy a few things, then, doesn't he? But um, Penol- they well, yeah, especially considering they find themselves second from bottom. But P- Priest cut away, He's cut nine, points, drift, nine they're points. They've had a goal there. I don't really know what's happening there. They, they haven't even had any points deducted, have they? So yeah, they've just. Five. I don't Ooh, think five. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, oh, five. But no, yeah, not <coughs> not the greatest start for Priest and uh, Bridge North threes there. Bid British Castle just above them and. Church Stratton find himself in mid-table considering all the things. Yeah, so yeah. it's Maidley 2's up there in third. Yeah, so... I'm surprised, actually, looking at that, I'm surprised Friends Banker as low as they are. Yeah, Duncan because Wright. Duncan Wright and uh, Paul Gresty. Lee. Stalwarts of the club. Tommy Tom Lee, Lee, yeah. 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 Um, mm. I don't know, they may have had some tough fixes, I'm sure. I reckon they'll end up a lot higher than that. Yeah, well, Tom Lee averaging 22 and Tom Wind's leading there. Leading their run scores and uh, then Duncan Chaplin just underneath them. So yeah, they, I mean, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah. Be interesting to see if they if they pick up throughout the the rest of the season. They certainly should do because I think Duncan Wright and Paul Grasty. Mm. I'm sure there's others as well. Yeah. She should shine in that league, really. Yeah, well, I I met I met someone on my uh, umpiring course who's a good bloke who was uh, from Friends Bank, so hopefully he's uh, enjoying his uh, season his umpiring. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a perfect time to move on to our new feature, Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Ton, part one. Andy goes to bat. Chapter one of Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Ton. Andy goes to bat. As told by Andy Harrison. I think we were 97 for 7 when I went in, if I remember rightly, which I do. Um, so you're batting at 9? <laughs> I was batting at 9. Why were you that high? Uh, well, I don't know actually, uh, to be honest with you. Because mm. AJ and Dom, they were scared when they? they were scared. They're both better batsmen than you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just remember walking out to the crease thinking, you know, I'll get myself 20, at least we give our team a score. And yeah, what else can I say? They all began. So, lovely sunny day. Paint the picture. Let's, let's beautiful go. day. We were playing top of the league at the time, Litchfield. Um, they had an absolute out-and-out pace bowler bowling at me. I think I top-edged him first ball for four. Fantastic. Hooked him for a four. 
with my eyes shut. And uh, and they took him off. <laughs> and that's my highlight of it, really. Because after that, their bowling wasn't particularly great. And uh, yeah, they took the man up. He, I did have to change my underwear after. He uh, he did give me a few short balls. But uh, Dom, Dom Bradbit, I've got to, got to mention you on here, mate. Uh, he come in and calmed me down. He... Uh, did the old? Uh, he is a teacher for a living, and you can tell. Mm. Uh, he, he taught. He, he taught me a lot, Tom. Ah, fantastic! So there you go. That's part one of Andy Harrison's Birmingham lead son. We look forward to hearing the second part. Andy reaches double figures. <laughs> Okay, so now we move on to everyone's favourite drinking 11 and uh, Division 5. Division 5. Okay, so now we move on to Division 5 and, yeah, like we said, everyone's favourite drinking 11 and the second 11. And, uh, well, yeah, Division 5, surprisingly, but probably not surprisingly to people who don't really know too much about Division, uh, WEM 2s have been doing fantastic. I mean, the only reason I say that is because they didn't, they didn't set the division alight last season, but this season they have got some serious players and have been doing seriously well, Joss. I, I missed the game against them, actually. Have, have they inherited some firsts? Well, I, I, can't, I don't know, but players? I don't think... I think the team, the team that we played this season was a very, very different whim to the one that we played last season. Maybe in the games that we played against them last season, that was the team that they had. But they, I think their first have a couple of players back this year. Mm. Oren Shaw's come back from... I think he had a spell at either Market Drayton or in Staffordshire. Mm. Um, uh, they've got a few changes. They've got a few youngsters in the mm. first team this season. So they're developing a lot of youth. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Wem Seconds. Yeah, they've been doing really well. And, well, second place, Brosley. And Brosley have, well, they have got a few players who used to play for them when they're playing in the Prem. And then yeah, they yeah, are they are got... very much leading the way for them, really. Yeah, well, I think these top teams, they seem to have like three or four really, really quality players. Ash Postance and uh, Kieran Osborne for Brosley have yeah. been doing very well. And yeah. Jack Davis for Wem. Like, yeah, well, Ash Postance, he's, or Postance, how do you pronounce it, averaging 81. You know, Kieran Osborne looked a really tidy batsman. And uh, Reese Mellings, he, he looked really good for Wem twos, even though he didn't get many runs against us. He, yeah. he looked a very tidy bat. And then, well... Um, Condover's main ma- main man, Bandaraj, the uh, Rooch, no, Rooch. Rooch, he's uh, he's up there averaging fifty two. Basically, all the main men oh, in our division. Yeah. Rooch Namantha used to play for Grasshoppers Cricket Club. Yeah. 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 yeah, all Namantha. of them are doing really well. Um, yeah. Well done. All people have everyone averaging over fifty really until you uh, get I'm... up to number ten, Mark Griffiths, who again is not a. One thing you can learn from Mark Griffiths is you cannot buy experience and they've got plenty no. of it, haven't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, we've played the top three. I think we've played Wem, Brosley and Condover. Mm. And I think all three teams, they've got three or four really, really gifted cricketers. Mm. And with the greatest respect, the rest sort of aren't as good. So they do really heavily. Think, when, when, heavily yeah, people. just to just to back that up. When we say that, I mean what we're saying is Condover and Brosley have all got players who could hold their own in the Prem well, Div One. They were in they're Division, all division yeah, One yeah, Prem players who are now playing for division quite well. They want to bring their home clubs up. You know, yeah. the, they are their first teams, Brosley and Condover. Yeah. So they want to bring their their home side up and the team that they played for for many years, which I'm 
Well, Hazard would do if Aubrey yeah. uh, move uh, their first eleven move down to say Division Three, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and again on on the subject of um, teams that want to go up, there is a few teams that maybe are in a league where they mm. maybe didn't expect to be in that league, mm. and they probably want to progress and they want to move up, and mm. their youngsters will only get better playing a higher league. So I think Conlevel wants yeah. to be in Division Four, but we'll, we'll yeah, I think I think that mm. obviously, um, but they they wanted to move down, didn't yeah. they? And the league but have moved them there. Yeah, well, if, if things progress, they'll be in Division Four next well, year. Exactly, so many years delay. Mm. Yeah, exactly, and it gives them a year's confidence of of winning. They've got some good youth to bring through as well. But no, yeah, it's very much. It's, it's a good division, that to be fair. It is a strong division. I'm quite. I'm, uh, uh, I haven't really looked too much at this. But... We played. I think we're doing very well to be in the position. We... And, and to be honest, I think if we finish around fourth to sixth, um, that'd be and, a very good season. Played, for having played the top three as well, so we've had. I think next season we've got to. Well, I think in the next few seasons, those three sides will slowly make their way up, and we've got yeah. to try and. And then once the league actually evens itself out, that's when I think Alberbury will make their push. But again, is you that, know, is that led by Nick Williams? Yeah, uh, it's one, one of the nicest men in cricket. Well, I think our seconds belong. Moving on swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think our seconds belong in Div Four, Div Five. Once everything's calm yeah. down, okay, mm. that, that's that's really. Right. No, yeah, I, I I agree. And to be honest, yeah, to be honest, you look at some of these teams, even like. Mark and Drayton find themselves third from bottom, but they now have recruited some very good players, no, and I don't they, see themselves they, staying there for very long. Uh, you know they've got they've they've got some good players. You, Nigel Wellens has gone back. Kyle Morgan's gone back. They've signed Twink. They've got some very good players in that side. Granted, then they can't play every week, so it's not really a true reflection of where they should play, uh, where they should be in the league, because Nigel scored. A ton two weeks, three weeks yeah. ago. Mm. He's, a, he's a very good cricketer, Nigel. Very, Sat- very good Saturday sportsman. scored sixty. Kyle Morgan scored fifty. Mm. And yeah. I think it's a good move for Twink. I think so. Mm. Um, he's and, what, it, and he's. Do, a, we, do we know what's brought that on? I don't know what's brought that on. Uh, but so for those nice. for those for those for those who don't know who Twink is, please please. Chris he is Chris Starling. He's played been a massive feature in Allscott's team, Feet. first team for many many years. He's a, a spinner that puts it. There and thereabouts, most balls. He's uh, a very skilled bowler, and he's taken a lot of wickets in Shropshire cricket. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, what why he's moved, but but yeah, a good move for him, as we said. But yeah, again, a similar story. Sad to see that knocking twos are right down at the bottom with only twenty one, and also Monty, another one of our local favourites, yes. second from bottom, but slightly higher. I mean, within touching distance of Market Drayton and much Wenlock. But yeah, they'll come again. Knocking two, two of our favourite clubs to play again. Yeah. So. Mm. They'll but, come again. Knocking won't they? They just need to rebuild again. But mm. they will be there again. It's a lovely place to play. They can surely they can attract players, mm. and they will. They will attract players. And uh, Montgomery, I must say, is a lovely place to play. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, whilst we're whilst we're here, we might as well talk about our second eleven uh, a bit more than anyone else. But it's. It's been a it's been a very good start for the second eleven really and uh, players to impress. I think that Jonathan Green and Lara Jones have done a fantastic job at the top of the order yeah. for Alberbury this season. Yeah, well, with them two missing, I think the the replacements this weekend did did it justice. 
<laughs> I wonder why he's brought that up. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm quite yeah. surprised that he'd bring up about him and Borny ch- bottling yeah. uh, Newtown away. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. It wasn't a bottle. It wasn't a bottle. <laughs> Family came first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I must say, I don't, I don't really play against Lara um, and Jonathan, but I've seen them play. Lara is really impressed indoor. Uh, over mm. the last few years, especially, well, especially technically, her, her bowling. The best uh, we've got. Yeah, her mm. bowling's come on leaps what, and bounds. Better than her dad. And yeah, well, exactly. She is. Um, but I've se- I've seen her bat many yeah. a time, and yeah, she's she's very impressive. Um, mm. And it's uh, it's, it's good a to good, see good partnership that them, them two together really. Yeah, and looking at them, they're, look, they're there. They're sixth and seventh best batsmen in the club on runs. I mean. Talk about a second, Charlie you know, Bourne, Charlie Bourne creeping into the twos to get his that's average. Where up. That's where you'd want to be, really. And you know, you expect your top five to be the your first eleven batsmen, but honestly, is that James Hill second? Than, oh my lord! How many games has he played? He's played a hundred games. <laughs> <laughs> He's only scored a hundred runs. Hey, <laughs> still averaging around thirty. Jordan's arms up there. But no. Um, but no, yeah, they're doing very well. And Lara's, Lara's, even when she played against Newtown the other day when she deputised for Borney and Harrop, you know, she, she against two of the two or three of the best bowlers in the division, did yeah, just saw them off and then, and then started to push on. But then through starting to push on, that's how she ended up getting out. But that will, I think, do a no, you know, it will only improve her in, in her confidence when she comes down to the twos yeah, again yeah. I think possibly but uh, no yeah they, they've done really well and then with the ball it's been really again Lawrence Fletcher's really impressed which has won him his call back into the uh, first Lawrence 11 Lawrence Fletcher his ball in the seconds has been very very economical really mm. and unlucky generally yeah. mm. and Main man Steve Jarrett, unfortunately not there last week, but well, we had enough. Yeah, (laughs) but he again showing (laughs) that you know, best excuse ever for missing (laughs) one. Can't play this weekend. I'm shaving alpacas. (laughs) Love it. He's Mr. Reliable Steve, isn't he? Stevie is fantastic. The only person to be in that in the paper for playing two sport games of sport on the same day. When I was a junior, he took me to took me and we were playing Pontsbury away and. uh, we uh we won the toss and we batted first and he went all right I'll be back in two minutes I'm just going to the shop. Anyway, he comes back. Stevie, you're batting. He goes in at number ten, <laughs> bats out the overs, and then Stevie, where have you been? Oh, I've just been out. Just been out. All right, okay, go in. We then bowl and the game's finished. Anyway, the next day in the Shrewsbury Chronicle, there he is, Stevie Jarrett in the lineup with a picture for Alberbury Cricket Club, and right next to it, Stevie Jarrett playing eleven-a-side football down the road. <laughs> Two games in one day. I don't think that's ever been done before. But but look at James Harris' face. That's a great effort. Has. Great effort that is. No, I just know that you've got the stories slightly wrong. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Steve. Good on you. <laughs> True sportsman. But anyway, uh, a fantastic day that was. And uh, anyway, yeah, Ed Roberts. Good to see him up there. And yeah, it's been a it's been a good start for the twos. And I think as long as we stay in, in and around there, and it's you know it's been a big loss leave, losing someone like Steve Morris this season. But we seem to be coping well. And uh, yeah, we got Beacon this Saturday, so that'll be an interesting game uh, against Adam Whitrick. It'd be interesting to see if he actually decides to play or whether the pressure gets too much for him. 
I wonder. I wonder. He, well, uh, he, he did get three for that he, he'd like to add to me. I did hear he well, nearly had a hat trick. Us, on, he was yeah. always available to play against Beacon when yeah. he made for us. Yeah. So presumably the reverse will, will apply. I did hear he made himself available for the first when uh, Nick Bevan uh, bottled it against us uh, early in the season as well. But uh, that's by the by. And uh, I think if we've not got anything else to say, uh, we move on to the rest of the divisions and a few of our interviews. And we move on to Josh, your next clue for our quiz question. Okay, so Josh... We have our first clue for the quiz. So, what's your first clue? So, my first clue is two of these teams are currently in the Prem and one of them is in Division 1. Okay, so we've got two teams that are in the Prem and one that are in Division 1. just to remind you of the question, so it's these three teams have two players in the top 10 all-time run scorers according to Play Cricket in the Shropshire League. So yeah, now we move on to Division 6 and it's uh, good to see that, um, well, friends of the podcast, uh, Willier doing well at the top of the table and another, well, I don't know whether we can call them one of your ex-clubs, but um, a bit of an interest there, Colum finding Colum, themselves. Yeah, good to see them doing well because they, 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 they really bring their youngsters on and uh, yeah, good, good to see them. They're second now, so nice to see them. Mm. John Yardley, mm. he's a name for the future. Yeah, he's and Jay, Jamie, I think he's chairman of Column. He's taken over now. Yeah, he's yeah. done a great job there. Mm. Very, he's very lad, good. His lad John, he's played a couple of games for Grasshoppers. Mm. He's going to go a long way if he sticks to cricket. He's very mm. keen, lovely lad as well. I think they're lovely, yeah. lovely. Mm. Yeah. Gillsfield in third, Kuntus in uh, fourth. Who've had Tom Qureshi play for him a couple of times. Very talented cricketer, Tom. Mohammed mm. Qureshi. As he's actually called, yes, yeah, sorry. And uh, Shrewsbury 3 is finding themselves in 5th. I think they want to be a bit higher. And Ponsby 2 is the only Ponsby team who aren't smashing top it at the league, moment. Yeah. Top of the league. Um, mm. Maybe they need top some of their 3rd the 11 players to move be, up. The only Ponsby team that Mike Bellamore won't play for. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whilst we're there, Acton Reynolds. Reynolds finding themselves middle bottom and... Uh, Bomir Heath 2s, another team that got a side in the Prem, not not doing particularly well. Corfdale, surprisingly, down there think, with Overton. Yeah. and Yeah. That's a big leap for fringe players at Bomir, isn't it? Mm. Give six to, it to is, Prem. it's hard, isn't it? But I think yeah. they've lost a few players. I mean, they're like to Henry Dawson going to mm. New Zealand, yeah. moving away. They've, they've lost a few players, so mm. it takes a bit of rebuilding. And I think, well, like we said before, mm. these leagues will get back to... Yeah. Back to normal soon. Teams will move up. It should do, and teams will go down. It should do as well. So, yeah. in three years, everyone will be in the right division. Exactly. Mm. Division seven. Rattling through them now, and we're on to division seven, where Lanny um, find themselves on top. Um, Old Scott Heath fourth, well second team. Sorry, find themselves in fourth with uh, Ludlow in fifth and Lillishaw in sixth. Shifnal Force in at seven. Quat three is not doing as well as uh, probably predicted in Forts and twos bringing up the rear. But Coton Hall finding challenging and uh, Keyside 30 points adrift in third. Uh, so it looks like very much it's going to be Lanny or Coton Hall in uh, yeah. Division 7, guys. Good to see Allscott doing well. I mean, obviously it must be a hard season for the first. Mm. So to see their twos up there and doing well, you know... For a club like that, it must 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 make it feel a lot better. 
Mm. So if you're playing Division 6, you're going to be hoping that Lanny don't Seven. go up. Seven. A lot of tra- yeah. Oh, yeah, six. If you're playing yeah. Division 6, you're going to be hoping Lanny don't go up. Saying mm. that, we used to... It's a lot of travelling. Back, back mm. in the Cun days, we used to go to Aberystwyth uh, for a couple of nights. We used to stay over, do a bit of camping, so... Uh, I suppose you have to make a weekend yeah, of it. Yeah, you make a weekend yeah. of it. It's a, it's a nice place to play. Nothing, nothing against Lally, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice but, place to play. It's just, it's just a long, old Always weekend, competitive bunch you I have. Th- I think you're right, the way yeah. to make a weekend of it. It is a good weekend. Mm. Go it's a good weekend. And, camp and, and they normally get a good mm. crowd as well on the bank, giving you yeah. a lot of abuse, which is mm. a, a bit of fun. Yeah, well, you've got to think of the teams like Quat and Schiffnell and Fortin who are making that travel this season. But hey... You know, leagues are what and, it is, and, and it's good to see them doing well. Always yeah. have to make that that distance every other week. Don't yeah. They? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and fair enough. They have they're unbeaten this season. Yeah, well done, Lanny. Well done, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, very good. Division eight. And uh, finally, before we move on to our Sunday and our third eleven, we go on to Division eight, uh, which sees friends of the podcast. Uh, Beacon threes at the top. Uh, it must be because they've lost Adam Whitrick to the second eleven that they're doing it's, so it's, well. It's clearly strengthened them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, good. Well, Church twos doing as well as their firsts. Uh, but again, nice to have them in the league. Isn't it? Nice yeah. to have them there. We played at Church for years, didn't we, James? And uh, yeah, we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it there on a nice day. It's a beautiful place to play cricket. Mm. And uh, Church twos. Chirk 2's finding themselves in second, or Brighton again. Well, I've got a friend who plays for Brighton who used to play in the ones. Uh, Yogi, who used to play in the ones, who's now finding themselves in in between sides, I hear, and he's now playing a bit in the twos, and find, they find themselves in third. I hope he's doing well. If you're there, mate, I haven't seen you in a while, come to class. And uh, on a, and in fourth, we've got Condover, and uh, Kai Glass in fifth with Much Wenlock. Fensbank, Lillishaw, Welshpool and Old Scott Heathirds finishing off at the bottom. So kind of looks like it's going to be between Chirk and Beacon, I think, yeah, in that it looks division. looks like at the moment. Beacon are a very strong club. Um, doing doing very, very well. And uh, I think their third uh, team... As, was, as I've seen that Wichert's just put on Twitter, not bad for a pub team, eh? Not bad for a pub team, no. eh? No. Well, I must say, they've got some good youngsters there. Yeah. I, I don't, which one does Louis Tomkins play for? Well, he's he's coming on. I mean, they got some very good youngsters at uh, Beacon, and they're doing a great job with youth cricket. So mm. keep it up; it's very good. Fantastic. Sunday Division One. We so move on to Sunday Division One, which has our uh, third eleven, and yeah, well, our third eleven have been doing a bit indifferently, but yeah, no surprise to see Werfield leading the way, Shrewsbury fourth eleven up there, and uh, knocking threes. Up there, well, it's all the big clubs really. Werfield, Shrewsbury, Knocking, Whitchurch, Wem, up there with Albury leading the best of the rest really. Um, and Jim Lee's been doing quite a good, good job. And Josh, you, well, I started off the first game there and uh, helped them to a win against Wem, and then you've uh, finished it off with the last game, mate. Wouldn't <laughs> say I helped them, but uh, yeah, I had a really enjoyable game with them yesterday. Um, Jimmy Lee's doing a fantastic job as catcher. I know we rip into him on this podcast. But he does do a great job because it's quite difficult trying to get the balance of competing but giving everyone a game. Because, you know, we've got a couple of youngsters. The highlight for me by a long way yesterday was watching Lewis Todd get five for 15 off just mm. over six overs. What, I, what a moment that was. Yeah, it was fantastic. And yeah. he is he's someone who came on the scene for us last season. And I had the best seat in the house for it, and it was it was a fantastic spell of bowling, and yeah, it was just it, 
proud moment for his mum and his dad who were on the sidelines, but also for us as a club. It was yeah. uh, you know, it's great to see youngsters sure working. Yeah. So it's working and also to see youngsters getting the enjoyment out of playing their cricket. And also Absolutely. he's out there for 40 overs and he's having a, he's, he's getting the bowl and he wants to bowl as well. And mm. only good things. And we also saw Ed Dale, who's, uh, who's okay. growing and looking. He bowled some unbelievable balls. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, for just, him... Just, just, just get more consistent. consistent. Yeah, yeah, but... but that's what happens with youth. And, yeah, it's good to see, uh, good to see the prospects going. It's... Uh, Interesting to see Paul Jones's uh, averages and going up after the promise of tour, but um, well, yeah. it's looking like a bit of a flash in the pan. But uh, we'll move on from that. And good to see Alex Hughes there. Well, he was he was unbelievable. I thought well, on Sunday. It's an interesting game. We we we, we got um, Big North all out for hundred and six, I think it was, and. I opened up with Dale. We got a decent start. Well, Dale got a decent start, I should say. And um, but then we had the normal middle order collapse. So mm. we went from fifty for no wicket, forty five for no mm. wicket to sort of seventy odd for six or seven or something. And then panic mm. sets in. Um, so it's good to have Hughesy down the order just to. Mm. Then you leave it up bite. to the bowlers again. Mm. But yeah, a bit. yeah, it's been good, and it's it, to be honest, it's been a bit of a surprise to see Bridgnell fourth eleven doing as well. Well, not not as doing as well as they were last season, but. I guess that's a testament to their own youth system because their players will progress up to their thirds yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. And it's, it's good. And their two opening bats were look really we, good and they had some yeah, good bowlers as well. Weren't we the two teams that were promoted last year? We were yeah, indeed. Yeah. But yeah. I think Maidley Threes also came up with us. Mm-hmm. There's been a few yeah. teams that came up. But um, no, yeah, as you'd expect, Werfield doing well. And um, we'll finish it off with uh, our interviews that we had with the Werfield third eleven manager. But also... Remind you that Shropshire cricket isn't also about um, men's and boys' cricket. It's also about girls too. And we have an interview with um, some of the Warfield ladies as well. Okay, so we're now here with the, the main man at Warfield, uh, with Ian Jones. So introduce yourself, Ian. <laughs> hi, hi uh, I'm Ian Jones, uh, manager of the third team. Um, I was asked to manage the third team this year. First time ever that Warfield have had a third team manager. And I was asked to manage the third team um, to try and uh, bring some of the youngsters through as a bit of a pathway for the second and the first team. So tell us a little bit of a history of yourself in cricket. Um, I've got two daughters that started in cricket. Uh, one is 16, one's 13. They both play for Shropshire. Uh, my eldest plays for the uh, under-17s. My youngest plays for the under-13s. And um, that sort of got us into cricket um, about probably um, eight years ago, uh, I used to play cricket myself as a as a child uh, and into my teens, and then sort of paused um, to further other things. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ask what those other things are, don't worry. <laughs> so, um, good start to the season for your third eleven. Yeah, good start to the season. Yeah, we've had um, three wins so far this season. Um, Next week we're away at uh, Maidley, so hopefully that's going to be a fourth. Um, but yeah, we've had a good start. We've got um, some young stars coming through. We've got uh, um, Ollie Wood, who is um, 14, and he's he's certainly got a, a future in the uh, the seconds and then the first team with Werfield. Uh, we've got Kai Patel, who is he's looking very promising. Um, and we've got Alex Sedgley as well, who... Um, 
players in the thirds and the seconds. Um, so we've got some youngsters coming through who hopefully are showing good signs of, of going through to our uh, second and first team. So what's the key fundamentals of you that make sure, come on, because every year the th your Warfield third eleven seems to be at the top or thereabouts in the Sunday Division 1. What are the key what are the key points and the key reasons as to why Warfield keep producing such excellent youngsters? Um, I was asked this year if I would manage the third team as we do the juniors and it was to try and bring through the youngsters. So rather than being like a bit of a retirement team, it was more of a, a team that we can bring the youngsters through so we don't forget some of the young players we've got. We can bring them into the thirds and we can develop them. We can, uh, if they're also in county as well, that's further development for them. And then hopefully find a pathway for them into the seconds and the firsts. And Touchwood so far this season, we've got some, some uh, promising um, young cricketers that we can, we can push into the second and the first team. Um, I think it's all about training, development and finding a pathway for them and continuing their cricket. Mm. So what, what would you say, I've asked the other people in, this, uh, in the club so far, what, what, the, what are the key reasons as to, well, what are the key things that make a Worth, Worthfield or Worthpat member? Um, commitment to the club, commitment to the team and um, showing up every week and doing the, the, the training on a Friday night um, and the training on a Thursday night as well, Thursday and a Friday night. And being part of the team, getting involved and being a regular um, visitor to the club, joining in and certainly getting your head down when it comes to the cricket. Hmm. What, are the, uh, what would you say are the best things? As someone who's got children and someone yourself who's invested in all areas of the club, um, what would you say the best things are about Worfield as a club itself? Um, Worfield, the club itself, uh, we've got a, a brand new facility here which has been uh, built now for about five years, something like that. We've got a brand new clubhouse, we've got brand new nets. Um, there's constant investment into the club all the time. Um, the actual uh, members of the club that keep the club going uh, have been dedicated to the club for a long time and um, show the commitment I think to the youngsters of what of what you know what the club wants um, and it's 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 a really good club to be a member of fantastic and uh, so we'll finish it up um, with the final question where would you like to see your third 11 finish this season and who do you think are the main tip teams that you're going to be coming up against in the third um, Well, of course, I'd like to see them finish at the top of the league. Um, that would be excellent. Um, when we finished today's match, we were top of the league, but it was early days because we finished the match quite quick and there's more results to come on. Um, I think all the teams out there are pretty good, uh, pretty good teams, pretty strong. Um, I think we just get our head down do the best we can and uh, hopefully finish top of the league. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, so we've moved away from uh, the first and second and third teams and we've moved on to the women's section. And with me here, I have Jane Arnold and Millie Jones. Well done, James. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Okay, so I'm Jane Arnold. Um, I'm Women's and Girls Coordinator here at Worthfield Cricket Club. Um, I manage our first 11 ladies team. Um, we've had five seasons so far and we're now in um, 
Premier West, so it's at the highest level that it can really be. Um, just really pleased to be where we're at. I've got Millie Jones here with me. She's played with me since she's been age seven. Millie, do you want to say? Um, I'm Millie. I play for the women's first team and the men's third team. And I've been playing since I was seven. I play in um, the under-15s mixed team and the... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Tell me a little bit about uh, the women's team because this will be something that will really interest people who play for Boo because... You actually have one of our members who play for you, uh, none other than Lara Jones, opening batsman, bat, bats person, bats woman for the second eleven, and also uh, one of the main bowlers this season for the second eleven. So uh, tell us a little bit about the club. Oh, she's amazing. Um, so Lara's been with me right from the very, very beginning. Um, really loyal. Um, so um, she's this year. Um, been accepted uh, we've invited her to be first 11 captain so she's agreed and Zoe Griffiths also at Alberberry she's our vice captain this season um, so that's really really good um, so um, what else do you want to say go on um, so, so yeah we've got players from from all over um, because obviously there's not enough girls at work for a quick club to field aside so we've got players from Aldbury, um Whitchurch we've got Ash Ash Ashley Heath, Ashley Heath from um, Whitchurch, she's a very good player, she's in the RDC, plays for Warwickshire. We've got our homegrown players, we've got Beth Charnel, we've got Nia Edwards and Kia, Kia Patel, all amazing players, all play for Warwickshire as well. Um, uh, we believe in bringing our players through the ranks and, and homegrown players is what we want to do. So, um, But we are in need of some more girls at the moment, actually. We've, we've got a little gap. We've got Millie, Millie's age group and then we've got a little gap. So if there's any sort of 12, 13-year-olds that want to come through and play in our mixed teams with the boys and, and look to aspire to playing third 11 cricket and my first 11 cricket, you'd be more than welcome to work for cricket club. Fantastic. So, Millie, what's it like... Uh at Worthfield Cricket Club and also kind of how has it been with Lara as your captain? Shall we look she'd love to know. <laughs> Lara's a great Be mean as mean as you like. <laughs> Lara's a great captain. She's um she's really supportive and she's always like helping people out. So if you're struggling she'll tell you how to improve, how to if you're not doing something wrong, like say if you're run up strong, she'll help us with that. She'll she's really switched on and she's really organised with the game, which is really good. Ah, fantastic. And uh, have you have you found your cricket in... Uh, well, you've been here since you were seven. Um, yeah. What are the main things that you enjoy about coming and playing cricket for Worfield? Um, it's very friendly. Like, you like a big family here. Everyone's knows each other really well. And um, it's just a good atmosphere as well. So mm. everyone gets along. It's nice playing because everyone's really supportive as well, which is mm. nice. How do you find mixing with people from other clubs who are coming in? Is it, is, is it quite nice? Is it quite yeah. different? Yeah, it's like you get to see different abilities as well. So mm. how people do different things, how people have been trained, how people have been taught to do certain mm. aspects of the game. Mm. Fantastic. And so what are your aspirations as a player? How, where, do you see your, where do you see your cricketing career going in the next like, year or so? Um, I'm hoping to improve and hopefully get um, an opportunity to play with Shropshire women, hopefully, in their T20s, and just, yeah, improve my game and get as high as I can, hopefully. Oh, fantastic. Um, so how has your season started off this season? Um, it's been good so far. I've only played a few thirds matches so far, and we've won 
all of them, I think, so far. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but it's been good. Positive start. I haven't batted yet, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's been good. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, really proud of, of seeing uh, your girls coming through at Warfield as well as at other clubs. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's just great to see them improve. And, like, on the field, they're, like, they're a proper team. They don't play for themselves. They play for each other. Um, what I strongly believe in is that we don't have competitiveness particularly obviously we are competitive but between ourselves we play as a team and and it's about having fun it's no pressure like I don't ever put any pressure on the girls counties for that not for me so we just believe in having fun out there and we like the banter on the pitch and whatever don't we so so, no all good all good yeah (laughs) I won't ask you about the banter (laughs) 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 it'll only get edited out <laughs> um, so, no, what, so I've asked everyone else in the club this, um, so I'll ask it you. What are the key things that you think that make a Worth Pack or Worthfields uh, member? I think being motivated to do well for yourself and for your team, mm. and want like, what the want to like do well, and like I don't know, no, uh, playing with others as well, like playing with your friends, so you can help each other. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How about yourself? Just for everyone to have fun, really, and enjoy the game and, and get more women into the game, get more girls into the game. It's just really, really important. It's going massive now, isn't it? Mm. So uh, it is brilliant. We, are, we also do Prosecco Moms here, like the softball festivals. So, like, that, that's moms. <laughs> <laughs> and non-moms allowed as well. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, it's all about having fun. All about that's always just oh, fun. fantastic. And um, finally, before we sign off, where do you uh, where do you see the women's and girls team going this this season, and also kind of in the future? Where do you see it going? I just want to achieve the best we can. Um, so either staying in the Prem, or if we could, there's no reason why we couldn't win the Prem and then go into the playoffs. But um, that that's your dream, isn't it? Um, just being able to win the league. But um, yeah. What do you think, Marie? Yeah, hopefully getting into the playoffs would be absolutely amazing, but you never know. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Well, um, one last question before we actually go, and we'll move back on to uh, first eleven because uh, we've actually found out the, the, the famous mother of the, one of the most famous Warfield players of all. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, who we had earlier on the podcast, uh, she's actually a mum. So, uh, how do you think Joe's done this season? <laughs> she's your pine to, time to really embarrass him. <laughs> well, he, as he's said himself, he's very good at drinking after the game, I feel. So, like, what, what can I say? No, bless. He, he's, he's lovely, Joe. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Lucy plays as well. My daughter also oh, plays. So, she plays for me as well. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, full-on cricketing family. So, I'm not going to embarrass Joseph any further. <laughs> how, how would you like them both to get on this season? Oh, just to do the best they can. That's it. Yeah, enjoy themselves. Do the best they can. Very diplomatic way to end our time <laughs> here in Worfield, and it's been an absolute pleasure, and what a way to finish it. So I would say thank you very much to both of you. Thank you. <laughs> all the best of the season, and thank I hope you. I hope I'm looking forward to Lara telling me all about all your runs and wickets and success. And well done. Thank you very much. Okay, so Joss, would you now reveal the names of the players and clubs in question, please? So, the clubs are Allscott, 
Quat and Oberbury. And the players involved are Carl Starling with 13,191 runs, who is the all-time leading run scorer in Shropshire cricket. And the other All-Scott player is Jason Allen with 7,368. I'm just frantically grabbing my glasses, sorry. Uh, the second club, Oberbury, Mark Jones, 8,638 runs. He's the fourth highest run scorer. And Mike Crawshaw with 7,873 runs. And the other club, Quat, have Adrian Evans in fifth with 8,262 runs. And Mark Gilbert with 6,983 runs. Well, there you go, podcasters, Cal Corner listeners. That is your quiz question. If you have an idea for us or you have a quiz question that you want to get through, send it across. So there we go. We've made it. Uh, the end of episode number five. And well done if you've made it. And well done, Joss. Yeah, thanks, mate. Been a, been a, a hectic uh, session this time. Lots going on. Yeah, but hopefully everyone enjoys it and gets their own bits out of it. And, you know, if you are listening for certain divisions, that you go to those bits and hopefully you enjoy it. And, or if you're at work, hopefully it's it brightened up your day. And keep giving us your feedback, please. We do want to hear from you. Yeah, like all the likes and all the sharing and all that and sharing it through the WhatsApp groups and all the chat, it really does mean a lot and do help. And let us know if you want any more bat stickers. And remember, you can always send us a comment through our SoundCloud, our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. I am trying to set up a Twitter, but I, 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 I failed the other day when it asked... And it asked for age and I put the start of the podcast and then within two seconds the whole thing was taken down because of not being old enough to be on Twitter. So I need to change that. But um Right, so you were six months old. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um so I needed so I needed to like uh protest that, but we will hopefully get a, an individual Twitter for the podcast up. But yeah, remember if you want the bat stickers, let us know. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. And uh, well, yeah, thank you very much, Andy. No problem. Um, very, yeah, very yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very good. And, and yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you, and hopefully, we'll have you on again. Uh, Hazard, thank you very much for the use of the house. Not a problem. And thank you for coming on and for yeah. your insights. And uh, yeah, well, um, hopefully, we'll hear a bit more about Andy's brilliant time because he's been remarkably quiet about it. Yeah, well, we will hear about the next part of Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Town in uh, the next episode, where we'll see you in episode six, and we look forward to seeing you all there. All the best. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.